This episode is brought to you by Baxel. If you got joint concerns, Baxel is your solution. It's only been a couple months, and yet we've already got several people reordering and telling us how, how much of a difference Baxel has made for them, uh, which is very exciting to hear people giving feedback directly from uh, from our sponsors. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Baxel is vegan, non-GMO hyaluronin, which is found in high concentration in synovial fluid, where it acts as a lubricant for smooth fluid joint movement. If you haven't paid much attention to your joint health in the past, now is the perfect time to start. Uh, and it's available right here in our online store at everythingyou.com. We are also sponsored by Amino Complete RX. As anyone who has been a longtime listener of the show can tell you, it's my quote-unquote favorite product. Uh, if you're trying to get back in shape, Amino Complete RX is no joke. Take it at bedtime on an empty stomach to assist the body in its recovery process to help you build lean muscle mass as part of an exercise routine uh, or just a busy lifestyle. Stimulant-free, non-habit-forming, sugar-free, carbohydrate-free. Start taking care of yourself and get things back on track. You can get Amino Complete right here in our online store at everythingyou.com. We also have a new sponsor, Emptiness. Uh, only since our last podcast has Emptiness been a sponsor and people are already thrilled about it, which could not make me happier. Uh, Emptiness is a simple seven-day cleanse. Hey, it's summertime. It's barbecue season. Everyone is out on family outings and is eating a bit outside of their normal routines. Uh, we could all stand a good a good body cleanse. Uh, Emptiness is a fermented food-based digestive aid based on ancient traditional Korean formulations. By cleaning out the excess material in our digestive tracts, our bodies can more optimally absorb all the benefits of the nutrients in the food we eat. It's uh, not a laxative. It's non-habit forming. It's just a simple and effective seven-day cleanse. So start over again with emptiness. I'm so glad that people are digging it. It's a, it's a, it's a perfect way to, to kickstart any routine. Uh, look for it in the online store here at everythingyou.com. And for anyone that's new to our podcast, welcome, and be sure to s- subscribe to our membership program. Uh, it's only a dollar a month. You can find it right there on our website on the Support Us page or the member page. Uh, it's a dollar a month, which gives you access to all sorts of research data, prizes, special events, and most importantly, discounts on everything in our online store. Uh, once you become a member, you'll see all the prices on our website change. And for members, we uh, the prices on our products, especially for our sponsors, are the same or cheaper than Amazon. So really, there's no excuse. Uh, members know... Uh, Things like Baxel, our prices are always going to be better than Amazon simply by being a member. And it's a dollar a month. And you, it could not be any cheaper. And a dollar a month, uh, it keeps it keeps spon- it keeps the sponsors <laughs> supporting us so that we can keep supporting you so that you can keep supporting us. Everybody wins. Uh, so again, be sure to sign up for membership. It's $12. It's only a dollar a month. Or if you want to do the $10 a month, that's, for, for, that's our family membership. Uh, twice a year, you'll get gift bags full of prizes from our sponsors, all sorts of, 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 of gifts and events. So um, it's really a way to, to, to help us keep creating good content, but most importantly, do it for selfish reasons. I cannot express more uh, immediately. You'll get tons of discounts on on everything in our online store uh, at or better than Amazon. So uh, with that, enjoy the episode. If you listen closely, you can hear the voices. You can hear them whisper the legacy to you. Go on, lean in. From somewhere deep inside the evergreen forests of the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) Seattle! (laughs) Everything you know is wrong. Wrong, sir. Wrong. With Jeremy Horn. We're an inhuman monster. I said good day. Yo, this episode is an absolute thrill. It's truly, truly a phenomenal episode. Uh, I We were back at the uh, the Treetop Tavern studio, so we're back in our home studios at the Treetop Tavern, and our guest uh, could not have been more enthusiastic about the environment. Some people just plain get it, and we clicked, he just, he, he recognized um, that we were doing something special, somewhere special, and we ended up having a, a phenomenal time. Uh, just, a, just a great guest. Our, our guest is uh, um, 
is, I should tell you who he is. Our guest is, is Chef Jeremy Bryant, who has been the head chef for the Seattle Mariners for the past 18 years uh, and is a perfect embodiment of the classic notion of the American dream, where we're all told uh, passion and hard work can open up worlds to you that you never knew were available to you. We hear it all the time, and it's, it's dramatic and interesting and, uh, and impressive when you see it happen, um, when, you, when, you, when you hear true stories of it happening. Uh, during, the, the, during that time, the last 18 years with the Mariners, Chef Bryant has seen dramatic changes to the all-American pastime, uh, no smart of which is the massive change in priority and perception placed on the importance of proper nutrition for optimal performance, which is something that I have been teaching, practicing, lecturing on, and teaching on for about the same about the same time, about 19 years. Yeah. Good God, I've gotten old. <laughs> wow, it's been 19 years. Good Lord. Anyway, uh, he's uh, during his work, he's also had a direct impact on some defining moments in the franchise's history through his relationships with the players, through his, his direct encounters and relationships. Um, this interview was truly a fantastic experience. Uh, as we both recounted stories of our childhood heroes and what they've meant in our lives and how they've affected our own lives um, directly and indirectly. And this was also, this was the second time I gave a guest in our show chills. So that is, that is the new bar. I will not be satisfied until I give, uh, I give goosebumps to uh, at least one out of every four guests. I think that's my current rate is one out of every four. So this is one of them. So it was, it, we had some exciting moments in it and, a, and an outstanding conversation. Love talking to this guy. Um, if you want to learn more about Chef Brian's business uh, and to hire his catering service, check out uh, raincitycatering.com, raincitycatering.com, and uh, that'll give you more details. Um, and for those of you that found the podcast through our animation, thank you so much for watching and uh, subscribe, share it, uh, share it as much as possible. I would just any Mariners fan, any baseball fans, uh, share it. It's fun. And all you Yankees fans out there, uh, thanks for taking the joke. We, it's a, you guys have a phenomenal, a phenomenal organization, and uh, and we love playing you, and more importantly, we love punking you. So. Um, I appreciate the, 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 the Yankees fans that have reached out and said they appreciated the joke. Um, so yeah, so listen to this episode. It's two guys, uh, talking and getting emotional, emotional about a game that we don't even play. So enjoy. Hope you get emotional too. Well, welcome. Welcome to Treetop Tavern. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you for having me. I'm just looking around here like I just can't even believe it. There's so much to see, right? Isn't so that much to see. Yeah. Everyone I feel like you... I'm on a, in a movie set. Oh, yeah. yeah. As many yeah. times as I've been here, there's stuff where I'm like, where did this come from? Right. They're like, dude, we got that in Argentina. Remember, like, oh my God, that yeah. is, I do know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. This is so cool. Well, I'm glad to have you. I'm excited. Well, uh, Paul and I are both huge sports fanatics and just lunatics, right? And so, uh, so that part of it is 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 exciting. But also, just your story alone is pretty remarkable. And I think, yeah, it, it's you it's know, a tale that it's just like if it was somebody it be, else, you'd be like, I wouldn't believe it either. Yeah, right? I, I yeah. wouldn't believe. It. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> thank you, thank you for having me. I I am a, as well a crazy sports fan, and I have based my entire career on. You know, basically around baseball, which I didn't really plan on that at first. And, you know, I've always been a, a Sonic fan mm. first and then a huge Seahawks fan since I was a little kid. I just found a picture the other day of me. I was like, I think sitting on Santa Claus lap, you know, three years old. I had a Seahawks uh, jacket on. So yep. letting everybody know I was representing yep. really early, you know, <laughs> but um, letting the bandwagoners know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But, um, you know, so my, I come from a family of, uh, you know, born and raised South Seattle, um, Rainier Beach area. My dad was a mechanic and he, you know, he asked me to come out and work in the garage with him one day. And I, and I jacked up a car and the car fell, you know, and nobody got hurt. 
my dad, you know, he like threw a screwdriver at me and said, you know what, get inside and you can't fix anything and go fix breakfast, you know? So then I, yeah, so we made nice. something to eat and then I, you know, I kind of started liking cooking and then I, I got a job uh, down at the Blue Max as a dishwasher, kind of a lot of chef stories where yeah. they start as a dishwasher, move on to a prep cook and then things go on and then you're eventually I'm, I was a Daniel's broiler. I was the line cook there. And people started saying, Hey man, you're kind of, you're getting, you're pretty good at this, you know? So I decided to go to chef school, uh, graduated in 1993, South Seattle, a really good culinary program there. And then I went to work for a really fancy catering business in town. And it was really cool. Cause I was, I was in at the beginning of uh, Lowell Hunt catering was the name, uh, Russell Lowell, Jonathan Hunt too amazing chefs that are still around doing amazing things right now but so the three of us got well those two actually started the business and I was basically their first employee and we were cooking for all the big wigs in town I mean we ended up doing you know Bill Gates um his his housewarming party and we just, we're just doing really really cool what does he play for uh, Bill Gates <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> so, but but so what's interesting is what where, where this whole story goes it all it all comes back around to sports so uh, Jonathan Hunt, big, big sports fan. And he kept, you know, telling me about, about the Mariners. And, and at that time, you know, Mariners weren't, weren't that big. Oh, yeah. I wasn't really big into baseball. I was like, man, nobody watches the Mariners, you know. And, and they, uh, uh, my cousin yeah, Jerry. 93, uh, 94 is before the way. Yeah. yeah, before the crest. Yeah. Exactly. So uh -huh. then they talked me into going to a game, going to a game in 95, 94, 95. Yeah. And, we, you know, a bunch of chefs and all the restaurant guys got together. We all went to the game. It was it was against it was the big hurt against uh, the, you know the big unit, and oh, we nice. made a huge, you know, thirty foot sign, and and we got on the jumbotron and we just had it was just the best time. We, yeah. you know, we ended up winning the game and it was just a big deal. And I was like, man, I have to do this again. And then so then um, Jerry Gibson, guy, a good friend of the family, almost like a cousin. He got me, um, you know, started getting me going to the games. He, started, he worked with me. He was, you know, he was one of the waiters. And oh, I was okay. one of the chefs at the place. So after, after work every day, we'd go down to the Mariner games. And then 95 happened, and, man, I absolutely got hooked. And you would have thought, I mean, I was the biggest, biggest Mariner fan. And 95 is pure magic. Pure magic. I can't think about it without trying to cry. No, I, I I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, I, can, uh -huh. I remember it yeah. so, so clearly. So everything about it. And... Um, a lot of things happen like, um, so we were catering. So get this, I'm catering a boat for with, Don James is on this boat Ooh. and we're going to the Husky game. You know, we're making a nice lunch yeah. and the Huskies play and we go in the game, the game ends and there's the, the Mariners are in the playoffs at that time. And it, it's the game, gosh, I'm just going to leave my mind right now, but it was a game when we were losing by five points to, to the Yankees. And Jerry and I had already planned on just going to get scalper tickets. As we're driving across I-90 towards the Kingdom, you know, I think somebody gets a hit, or it might have been Edgar. I can't remember, but I just remember by the time we got down there, bases were loaded. We bought we bought outfield tickets for like thirty bucks. Bases are loaded. We get up and the whole stadium, sixty-five thousand people are going, Edgar. And as soon as we walked in, he cracks that grand salami. And it and that it's was, like it just changed my life, yeah, man. That was that, that, was, that was that game where he scored like seven runs. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. God, so you caught that. Yeah. Well, I didn't yeah, so I didn't I didn't, he hit the ball and I I'd like to go back to the highlights because as soon as he hit it, 
when when they show the view of of where the ball landed, you could see I could see myself hop I hopped over the railing, which I'm not very athletic, but I was so excited. And I ran about you know 50 feet, and I reached out for the ball, and I was one of the closest per- people to the ball. But the ball never you know it didn't go into the stands; it went yeah. behind. But anyway, long story short, that's when I was beyond hooked nice. as a Mariner fan. Yep. And then uh, so then as time goes on, then. Uh, at Lowell Hunt, they hired this guy, a um, good friend of mine named Rodney. Rodney Lane is his name. And he he said, hey, man, I have a cousin who works down in the clubhouse. If you ever want to come and meet some of these players. And I was like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know, I get to go, yeah. go meet Edgar oh, and Griffey yep. and everything. So Rodney takes me down to a game. And Michael Spears, uh, his, his name is Jam, uh, this guy, really awesome guy who used to work for the Mariners. Um, we get it all set up to where we get we get to go in to the locker room like after a game and you gotta you gotta understand man i'm absolutely freaking out at this time and so we end up we end up getting i mean there's a lot a lot more of the story i can bore you with all the details but we end up getting in to a game after you know like probably it actually wasn't the game wasn't quite over yet so what happened is we get inside and edgar Mar- i'm watching i'm in the clubhouse and you got to imagine this. You know, there's security and everything, but if somebody lets you in, then you're mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. Well, Edgar Martinez tries to steal third base, and he gets tagged out. So you know, it was a long time ago. Edgar yeah. trying to steal bases, lumbering. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love you, Edgar. But uh, anyway, so he gets tagged out. He walks off the TV screen and then into the room, and he sits right next to me on the couch. And just imagine, I'm I am freaking out. Yeah, I've never I've never had that experience where yeah. I'm, this is my hero, and right. now he's right next to me, and I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And anyway, he he looks over and he's like, hello, I'm Edgar, nice to meet you. You know, and we're talking. Well, the security guys look at me and they're like, oh, he's talking to Edgar, so he must be cool. Must be cool, yeah. So I was not at that point on. Edgar didn't even know it, but he he helped me get mm-hmm. the green the green light to stay in the clubhouse. Yeah. So I'm just wandering around the clubhouse, and the game ends, and all these players are coming around, uh, all around us, and talking to us, and and then, um, you know, then people started going, "Hey, man, who who are you?" You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Uh, no speaking less." <laughs> I tell you, know, I didn't want to get kicked <laughs> yeah, out. You yeah, know? yeah. So, anyway, I just start kind of, I start, I tell the guy, "Well, hey, I'm a chef, and I and I, I work for so and so, blah blah," and I, you know, and then, uh, so I don't know if you know this, but at that time at the Kingdom. The players would get out of the, they come out of the shower and they would have a, a spread, a, you know, just a, a buffet spread of food. And no offense to whoever was doing the food, but there was no facility there. So mm-hmm. it was literally just put out on a table yeah. and it would sit there for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it, I'm sure they were getting different food from different places. But, you know, I, I was like in the height of my chef career. I mm-hmm. just did a dinner for Bill Gates, you yeah. know, and I was so like, this is unacceptable for yes, you. Yes, I was yeah. like, <laughs> And so all I kept thinking was, oh my gosh, my my heroes are they're eating this yeah. food, you know? I, I gotta they're in these I could Costco deli plates. Yeah, Come on. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I was like, I could do better than this, yeah. and, and I could do better than this, you know, like right now. Right, right, and, right. And <laughs> so I started asking the guy Scott Gilbert. I started asking him, hey man, could I, you know, I'd, I'd love to cook for the team, and and he was like, who are you, and how'd you get in here? And then you know, yeah. I pretty much got kicked out after that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. But what I did do is I. I remembered what was going on, I, you know. So Rodney and I would go back down, and we would, 
we, we would bring food to the players and we, I just kept, we kept bugging the guy. Yeah. And between Rodney's connection with Michael Spears mm-hmm. and with me wanting to be down there and, and the Mariners just being awesome. And then, you know, I, we would do these awesome bring, caterings. Bringing food down. Would you bring yeah. different, different we dishes? Would just, and, yeah, we would like do a, do an event and I'd make a plate up and I'd bring it down to mm. and stand outside mm-hmm. with the fans and be like, "Hey, try my food." Yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah. the players are looking at. I look at. I think about it now, yeah. and I'm like, "What an idiot!" Yeah. You know, but but the players. <laughs> That's the beauty of yeah. it, though. Yeah, he doesn't know like, any better. Like, I would have been, been like, "Who's this crazy guy?" Right? Yeah, but you know, I was just so just so jacked up to to want to cook for these guys. So pretty much and, every opportunity you had, you'd cook a uh, dish yeah. and bring it down, whatever you guys. Made. Right? Yeah. yeah, and you know, yeah. we did it. A, we did it a few times, and then, yeah. um, and then finally, Scott Gilbert, he said, "Look." If you guys leave me alone, just quit bugging me about it. And he said, when this, when the, the season ends on this last day of the season, I want to say, gosh, in 1997, I believe it, because you know we we kind of established a relationship. And so 1997, we did the last game of, of at the kingdom. At the kingdom, yeah, yeah. And he let us come in, and Rodney and I, we didn't have any money. We didn't have, you know, we just kind of. We borrowed some things from, uh, you know, from our catering business, and yeah. we we borrowed the van, and we just we put our money together and bought a bunch of groceries, and we made this spectacular dinner. You know, we went all out. I mean, we were doing bacon wrap, you know, filet mignon, and, and we did a, Yikes. A, a gosh, we did an ice carving. We had flowers on the oh, table. You know, man, it was just yeah. like they were not used to that. Like a you king's know? buffet, right, yeah, right, right, yeah. And what what happened was what Scotty. The players were coming up to him like, "Hey, man, thank you for you know splurging," and you know, and then you know he was getting good good gratuities, yeah. and the players were like high fiving him. So then I think it it all kind of the light bulb came on. We're like, "Man, maybe we should feed these guys a little better," you know. Yeah. So so anyway, did you have that discussion with them? Did you no, did you kind of hint no. at that, or well, it's just we, were, we were just hinting it? You yeah, know, like yeah. we, you think about it, kind of you later. were showing that like, look, yeah. we can feed these guys, we can feed so these much guys better. so much better, right? Yeah. Exactly. So then. And these are these are these these are their their we see them as superstar athletes. They're yeah. employees. Like yeah. any business, if your top three employees aren't functioning right. at their optimum, the whole business right, operation right. And, suffers. And it's funny down. because like Dave Valley tells me stories of like they would get in trouble if they were eating like you know at practice and stuff. And you're like, man, what? Yeah, you need that just, fuel. The things awesome, have changed man. so far. So you know. But anyway, long story short, Scotty calls me two days before they're going to open Safeco Field, and he goes, "Hey, man." I'm still looking for, you know, for a cook down here and, and I would love love for you guys to come back and, and give it a shot. And that was 1999. Was it uh, July 15th? I believe is the date opening day. Yeah. And here we are, 2016. I'm still doing it, man. Well, so he so he said, basically, he had, basically we haven't filled that role. We haven't filled right? that role. Right. And I, I got to get some food to these yeah. guys. And he said, just come on down. And, and he hired Rodney and I to do. The post-game meal. Just as a just, trial. Just as a trial. Exactly. Right. But then this is the funny part. Um, it's almost like you, you like you can't duplicate what you did before. Or yeah, you know what I mean? It's weird right. psychology. I'm yeah, trying to get no, into no, his it, mind. Yeah, you know? it is. It is. Um, you know, he, it, the, the dinner that we did before was was it went really good. So he, he knew that we could cook. Right. Right. And he knew the guys liked it. And he goes, well, you know, I still got to find somebody. I'll try this guy. You know, he did that one dinner. We'll see how it goes. Well, so he hired us, and we got past the first week. Guys were liking the food, and, and the budget was very small was back it? then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were—I I believe we were getting four hundred bucks per Ooh, game. Jeez, that's everything. That's yeah. food, labor. That's like camping with your family. Yeah, four hundred bucks. Yeah, I do that at Costco today. <laughs> that's you know? a Costco run. Yeah. So man, it's kind of funny. I think back on how small the budget was, and and but you know, nobody was. 
but you know, so th- this is this is where, where Safeco is. They put all the money into Safeco, yes. just getting that thing up, was, getting it up yeah. and rolling. Yeah, yeah. but the players kind of, you know, in a sense, no one really in baseball. It was just kind of like that. Like mm-hmm. you know, you the the clubhouse manager takes care of the team as far as the food mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the players will compensate him through gratuity you know right, so right. Yeah, i'm gonna buy everybody you know azteca tonight and mm-hmm. then they'll all kick in 100 bucks and, right. and it just kind of works out for everybody right, you right. know yeah well so because the, players, the players realize the restraints yeah the constraints player, that you guys, exactly yeah, yeah. and and it's just kind of a it's just it was just like an unwritten rule there was no there was no structure to mm-hmm, any of this mm-hmm. to this actual job so i'm just amazed this. that he didn't have a backup like who's going to fix me tomorrow? Who's right. going to take care tomorrow? That's right. Well, I, I think that, I think he probably did, but he realized like, hey, the players are starting to like these they guys. They like these guys. The they like the good. food. Yeah. You know, I'm like tomorrow. We've got a relationship. Got a yeah, relationship. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow I'm making Mexican food, and then mm-hmm. you know the clubhouse is a sacred place too. Really? So like once Truly. you're once you're in there and you're kind of the security's good. I mean, the security's good with you and you. Baseball players and hockey players you, are the man. most superstitious people on yes. the planet. The clubhouse is sacred ground. So yeah. sacred and. Yeah. Once you're kind of in, then you're mm-hmm. in, and they, they yeah. don't want all these different cooks coming in. And yeah, they, you know, yeah, yeah, yep. And they, you know, they start trusting you with their homes and their family. You know, hey, right. go pick up my mom at the airport. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, all of a sudden, <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. cooking yeah. is like the easiest thing I do down <laughs> right. there. You know, like I've, Mike Cameron had me go get rims put on his car during a game one time. <laughs> what? Where? You Where? Know, at? A, 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 a big old tires out in Berrien. I was about to say he probably took the yeah. east side, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> somewhere north, far. Yeah, somewhere north. Somewhere far. <laughs> yeah. So you know, there's <laughs> it's so crazy, but so you you know. Anyway, so Scotty gets us in there. We we start cooking, and, and everything is going smooth. But you know, we were so excited to be like, I'm, I'm you gotta imagine, man. I'm hanging out with Jay Buner. I'm not really hanging out with him, but I mean, I'm cooking. I'm I'm up close and personal with him. And yeah. Dan Wilson and Ken Griffey Jr. I I was coming to work like six hours early. You know, yeah, what I, mean? I didn't yeah, need to. Absolutely. I didn't need the entire yeah, day to be making dinner in. for you know right? thirty guys or whatever. But what well, I would do is, so what would happen was Griffey. A couple players would be like, hey. Oh, 99 was Griffey's last year, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes, okay. And, and I do okay. remember there would be times where, like, you know, A-Rod would come in and go, mm-hmm. hey, man, can, can you guys just grill me up a, a turkey melt, you yeah, know? Yeah, something simple. Because you know, we were already cooking, mm-hmm. and that wasn't part of our job. But right, right. Sure, of course. Right. And then, then a player hands you 50 bucks, and you're like, yeah. hey, man, yeah. put some bacon on that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> How about I make a sauce I'll for you? I'll put a on that next time. Yeah, yeah so then, make a sauce. So then we, you know, then the light bulb hit again, and you were yeah. like, maybe what if we start making some like a big you know let's let's make 25 sandwiches and a plate of pasta you know before the game mm-hmm. and, and we'll just do that and you know the, the we weren't getting paid for that right but it would come back later with the players would you know everybody hands you 50 bucks you know yeah. that's a great day at work not you know? bad yeah and so it just kind of evolved from there and then just so every year i want to outdo myself mm-hmm, i want to mm-hmm. oh man you thought that was good well i'm going to bring yeah. in a live sushi bar yeah. and then i'm going to bring in and so now that's where you can creatively stretch as a chef yeah. and be more. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, so then you, then, but then you know where I where I blew it, and this is where my not being so great at math, but I was just we were just buying so much food and doing so much work, and it just got it got way out of hand because yeah. the budget, you know, the, everybody has a budget, and and I was. But that budget sounds way more limited than you'd expect it to be for yes, that environment. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you would think, yeah, you know, you'd think that these guys are millionaires. They're going right. to get a million dollars a day worth of food. It just doesn't work no, that way. No. So I was doing a it's lot a of things. Season. It's a long, long season. season. So this is, I mean, you being a healthy guy, you know. So this, this is where I was like, hey, I can go to Costco and I can get, you know. So I would make, let, let's say that this, this would be a t- typical menu in the year 2002, 2003. I would, I would go to Costco. I'll get a whole bunch of, you know, chicken wings. Mm-hmm. And then I would get 
pizza rolls mm -hmm. and you know make make I'll make 25 sub sandwiches and you know a salad and that would be like the batting practice meal but what I was doing then I would then I would add corn dogs and mm -hmm. then I would add you know everything I was adding was not very healthy stuff right, and now right. pretty soon the players are gaining weight and then yeah. the trainers are like hey man you know Carlos Silva gained 43 pounds when yeah. he was hurt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I'm just trying... my job. What do you want me to say? And, and, and imagine this. You're a baseball player, you know, you just want to eat. You don't, you're not thinking... At this right. time, right, 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 guys right. weren't really cautious of their... Oh, or conscious yeah. of their, their uh, yeah. health. I mean, yeah. they just want to eat, man. Mm -hmm. These guys... Especially the ones coming I've up from the I've talked to players from the 70s that are like, oh, yeah, we chain-smoked in the yeah. locker room. You know what oh, I mean? Spitting in the 80s. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is a new phenomenon that players are actually right. taking care of themselves now. Yeah, so you got you got me down there trying to save, because because the way it worked was whatever money I did not spend is what I was paid, mm. and often I would be over budget. Yeah. You know, it, some days this is this is no no lie, but there was there was days where I would go to Safeco and work a fifteen hour day, and it cost me two hundred bucks Oof, to be there the yeah, entire day. Yeah, you know, minus the gratuities that I might get at the end of the year, but it, I mean still. Luckily, I was even. still living at home. I didn't have a family at the time. Mm -hmm. I, you know, my, I wasn't paying rent at home, so mm -hmm. I didn't even care. I was like, man, I'm cooking for the Mariners. I don't right. care. I'll pay 500 <laughs> bucks a day, you know. And so what ended up happening, um, back to Carlos Silva, he, he was, he, you know, Mariners paid him, I think, $43 million. He got hurt after the first month, and that guy, that guy could put away the food, man. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. The team would eat together, and he would eat with them. Mm -hmm. They would go play, and he would come back, and he'd eat like some mega, you know, double bacon oh, extreme sandwich, you yep. know, that I would make him. Yep. And then, then he would have dinner with the team, you know. And then on the road, he, I guess, somebody said he once ate seventy-two chicken wings. You know, I mean, it was just getting yeah. out of hand. He gained all this weight. So then the Mariners were like, all right, we got to figure the food situation's out of control. Chef Jay, you do a great job, but all the players are getting fat mm -hmm. and, you know, it's getting sluggish and, you know, the team wasn't doing good. So you're like, man, is it because they're, is it my fault? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm starting mm -hmm. to feel guilty and I'm like, yeah. no, I'm just trying to make everybody happy. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I didn't want to get into trouble. And, and, but it's and like parenting, now, you know, the good thing, yeah. and you know, the thing that'll make them happy. Right. You, know I mean? you got to find that balance. Exactly. Yeah. You got to find the balance and it doesn't help that I love food myself mm -hmm. and, and, there's a, this fun, a funny story about uh, Richie Sexton. He he was always kind of teasing me about being overweight, mm -hmm. and, I, and I was like, <laughs> man, if I got you know a hundred million dollars, I would be skinny too. I'd have a gym <laughs> yeah, and a trainer, a trainer and, a nutritionist, and yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's like, if you so is it money that motivates you? And I said, yeah, I think it is money. And I said, put some money up, and I and I bet you I could lose some weight too. And, and so he said, I'll give you five grand if you could lose fifty pounds. Ooh. And I'll tell you, it's the hardest thing I ever did in my life, yeah. but. That was opening day, and I was eating, like, salad with lemon, and then I would run the stairs during the game. I was working so hard. Plus I, I, cooking. Yeah, wow. plus cooking. So then I I lost 58 pounds that season. Woo. And Richie, Richie Sexton had to write me the check in front of the whole team, and it was like, this is, <laughs> it was like this big thing. And it was, was really he, cool that he did he, it. Yeah, absolutely. He didn't think I was going to make right, it. And yeah. I, he, I think he might have been like, man, it wasn't a real bad. Right, like, you know, exactly. I was really got... broke. I was like, man, you know, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I ever make some money, I'll, I'll pay him back. But, right, right, right. <laughs> but he, he wrote me the check, and it actually, he doesn't even know this today, but it, it helped me that to get at that time in my life to get a check for five grand at one time like that was like life-changing yeah he actually led to helping me buy my home and all this kind of stuff but which ah, i'm really thankful for yeah but he may I never got, know that yeah. yeah he may never know but the cool thing is uh or the bad the not so cool thing is i won i, I cashed a check and then i went right back to pizza yeah. hut. <laughs> i was about to say you <laughs> went right to the taco bell yeah. pizza hut <laughs> i was like i knew i could do it you know <laughs> anyway 
it, it was the it was the best diet ever though. So mm-hmm. anyway, so I, th- that's just kind of a, a side story that that the uh, will back yeah. to the back to the the nutrition of the food. So they they ended up hiring a nutritionist, Kim Larson, and she came and she she taught me a, a lot and mm-hmm. and she would kind of hang out with me in the kitchen and you know maybe, you know she would be like don't, I don't think you should make the heavy cream sauce let's uh, let's do the <laughs> yeah. olive oil sauce right. and, and a lot of the small stuff changes is, it's not small drastic. changes yeah it's the only way it works is small changes right yeah. and then Kim Larson moved on and now we have Monica Van Winkle and she is fabulous mm. and she is like the best resource to she, have, yeah she's you know. just she comes in every couple games and she, she helps me make the menus mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm. Everything is just like planned ahead, and we mm-hmm. have been, you know, she she works individually with every player. So okay. if a guy is, there's, there's guys who are too, you know, they need to gain weight, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. there's all kinds of different things right, going on. Right, you know, Goody had the stomach problems, mm-hmm, and so she mm-hmm. she she gave me a list of stuff that I could give Cano because he had his problems, mm-hmm. and and now it's just we're so much more conscious of, of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and um, it, it's just so funny. I, I if. Like Monica would freak out if I, if she ever saw one of my menus from like back in 2002 because it was like yeah, okay pizza rolls you know fettuccine alfredo <laughs> yeah. Italian sausage pepperoni pizza lasagna you know like yeah. really bad stuff. But have you noticed that the world and the culture has made that shift in the last 10 yes. 15 years? Oh, big time! Right, because the players who come up from the minors now. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll come in and they'll be like, "Can I get a boiled chicken breast with broccoli?" Right, and I'm like, "Really?" It used to be yeah. like, "I know." Oh, what? Yeah, like, give like me Bucky some cream Jacobson. sauce. <laughs> Bucky Jacobson, oh, of course. Bucky, yeah, but sure. When Bucky first came, he always <laughs> he wanted that bacon burger with yeah. extra bacon. Yep. <laughs> you know, we weren't we weren't even thinking about yeah. people's. You know, because they they're athletes, so they just run it off. It wasn't like. It wasn't like if they were all like my size, mm-hmm. then we would have a really problem, big right. problem. But right. these guys, they still look buff, and they, you know, you don't realize a guy How like much them. if Brett Boone were to gain ten pounds in a season, like that's a big deal, yeah, and, yeah. you know. And I didn't, yep. you know. Yep. So anyway, I've learned a lot. Rick Griffin and, and Rob Nodine, those guys down there, um, James Clifford, he's a, the the strength coach. I've learned so much about nutrition, and and you know I. If I had time in, in my life, I, I would probably I should be like all buffing in shape, you right. know. But but I always say never trust a skinny chef. But, uh, no, but I, I I do know what I knew. I've learned a lot of yeah. healthier options, and we're really really trying to focus on that. Jeff Kingston has really been on us about you know let's feed these guys right. good. There's you know, clearly and, been a shift. They, yeah, I uh, I was uh, brought in to advise a team uh, years ago, and oh, okay. uh, so. Same thing. We're here stuff. My dad opened up a uh, gluten-free organic uh, deli bakery 25 years ago. What? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It would be crushing right now. Crushing. So far ahead of the curve. You know so what I mean? So far ahead bankrupted of the curve. It. The only people that came in was like celebrities from out of town. You yeah. know what I mean? Right? Yeah. People... Nobody knew. So he was so far ahead of the curve, right? So 15 years ago, I was telling them, you can't eat like this. But they don't want to hear right. from me. You no, know what I mean? they, they don't. don't... Eat... I'm the lowest one on the totem pill. Most of the players ignored me. The only ones that ever listened to me were the veterans that were yep. have been in the league in a long time. And they know one injury cost them their career. Yep. And they got families and kids. So the young kids didn't want to hear from me at all. And so, you know, the way men are, one of the guys just kind of started to belittle me, right? Um, Oh really? Exactly right. And, and so, uh, and are you so, allowed to say what team it is? Nah, oh, I'm not, I'd rather. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like, uh, uh, but I was like, and so he started to belittle me, right? And so, uh, and, and I feel like now I feel like I'm in the locker room, and I'm like, well, the veterans are on my side. I don't want to take this from this guy, right? So the, right. now I'm like, I'm also a man, right? So the male ego part of me immediately started punking him. And you don't, a punk, these are huge guys. I'm not oh, a big yeah. dude at all. No, right? right. So the fact that I'm punking him, all the veterans are like, oh, yeah, you then, better take your lumps because he's giving it to you. And I basically he was like, I'm the third fastest player in the league you know what i mean and i was just like sure right but uh i was like but i've seen the way you eat 
right? And yeah, I was like, that's you're what, not going to stay that way. Yeah, I was yeah. brought in by your bosses to make sure you stay 2% body fat. You know what I mean? To stay. I've seen what you eat in the parking lot by right. yourself with your giant 32 ounce. And I'm calling him out. And everyone's like, oh, keep yeah. going, keep going. And he was like, I'm the fast. I was like, yeah, you're the fastest player. Like, how's your lateral strength? You know what I mean? How's your how's your lateral movement? How's your how's your how's your core? How do you torque? How about you're your feet? What about off, your feet? Yeah. Foot strength, right? I go. Anybody know what fantasy sports is? And everyone starts laughing because I'm politically being yeah. a jerk. Right? I was like, there's not a person in this country that has you starting on their fantasy team. You're a flex Ooh. option at best. That's man talk. That, That's ugly. Yeah. And the dude wanted to kill me, oh, clearly. And he's I a bet. mutt, right? But I'm like, you know what? I'm getting paid by your bosses and I'm tired of getting talked yeah. down to. You know what I mean? I was like, you're never going to see me again. I'm going to go right back to Seattle and I'm, we're never going to talk again. So I don't care about your silly little feelings. I'm trying to help your career and you don't want it, so screw you, right? Right. The veterans That's love awesome. me. He's like, you stay around us for the next couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> That's in case he wants to jump in the parking lot. Two days later, he came back to me and was like, had to talk with my wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, exactly. He was like, she didn't know I was sneaking off in the parking lot eating fast food. Yeah. And I was like, you were hiding that from me and I'm trying to help you, right? Yeah. Could not have been cooler after that. It took him two days to sizzle down yeah, and make sure I didn't get killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's why I was like, you think I'm doing this for you? Yeah. I'm trying to help you out, right? So they didn't know. Now, like you said, I've seen the same thing in my profession where people are now coming to me where I'm no longer saying, here's this, this, and this. People are like, you know, I just read this. And I'm like, oh, thank God. That's make my conversation yes. so much easier. It makes everything so much easier. Right. It, it's so, it's out there now, you know. Well, they- he- Every, everybody's eating eat, or trying to eat healthier and there's it's still going to be some creative license do you, are there certain players that have certain things that that like uh is there uh players that are like uh i want uh arugula with uh fern twigs yeah. of you know what cascadian grown pheasant from you know what i mean no, you know what? We're Luckily, s- the baseball players, most for the most part, most, I, I haven't had too many like that. Because I'm that type of eater, right, so I'm not right. talking down about that. No, no, no. I, I'm curious. I yeah, yeah, no, like that. yeah, but where like all the eggs are, you know, yeah. cage free. Yep. No, we, um, for the most part, I've only had like two or three guys that were pretty picky about everything. Sean Figgins was just, and not not in a healthy way. He was just picky. Yeah. I mean, he would have me cook his scrambled eggs for like thirty minutes. I yeah. mean, they were like oh, they looked geez. like popcorn. It was just oh like, my god, really cook it a little bit more, and <laughs> you know you get that kind of stuff. But for the most part, there's not too many really serious foodies in there. Where interesting, I figured there'd be at least yet. one kind of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wow. let me take that back. Casper Wells, he was. Do you have almond milk or, you know, do you have gluten-free this? And then um, I'm a bigger Casper yeah. Wells fan now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's and, great. Uh, Raul Ibanez is gluten, oh, gluten-free. Yeah, love And Raul. he, you know, it, it really helped his career. Sure. You know. In, it was mid-40s. He looks fantastic yeah, when, yeah. He was, when he was still, back in Philly and, yeah, came back right. here. Yeah. So, and he was oh, a team leader. Looks. So the year that he went gluten-free, a bunch of other players did too. And... And just just from a chef's perspective, when you're so used, to, you're setting your ways and you're doing all this stuff, and you're like, oh god, I got to do this whole dinner now without gluten. Right. And so I, it it really made my job harder. I almost needed it's, to hire another chef. Yeah. But at the same, you know, we got it down. And then poor Raul, he would just get chicken breast all the time, you know, because it, it was just have. easy. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my roommate's from college in uh, Philly. So uh-huh. when, uh, when when they trained him in Philly, they're like, just to tell us about Raul Benio's. I'm like, how dare you? My <laughs> heart is in half right <laughs> yeah, now. You jerks have no idea what you got. You guys you got no our idea. jewel. Love that guy. He is one of my favorite people. I, mean, I can imagine. Yeah. Yes, I, I love that guy. I, I was telling you. Um, about my son earlier who you know he's, he's into music well it all starts it all comes back from Raul Raul would sit in my kitchen and I'll show you a video I have on my phone really um, he would sit in my kitchen every day him and Dave Hansen and they would just practice the guitar and, and Raul is a really good guitar player Dave Hansen who was a ex-mariner became a coach he now coaches with uh, Anaheim he he taught Raul how to play the guitar and then those guys just got me I would just sit there I'd be cooking and I'd watch him play and they were just both so good and 
and um, Dave Hansen plays with Pearl Jam a lot. Like mm-hmm. they're all friends, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And, and it, just, it just kept going and going anyway. They, but it sparked that love for him. Yeah, That's it sparked amazing. that love. And That's I'm, amazing. I'm like, you know what? I want to learn how to play the guitar. So, yeah. I, so those two guys bought me a guitar. It was the coolest thing ever because I'm. I was all emotional, and then, and then like the next day, Eddie Vedder walks into my kitchen, you know, and I'm like, "Oh man, you got to sign my guitar," you know. So, <laughs> so I'm here's a here I am this beginning guitar player guy. I can't even play, you know, "Happy Birthday" or nothing. And Eddie Vedder signs like, my guitar, which hilarious. I'm not worthy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Eddie Vedder's like, "Why don't you try uh, lifting yeah, your shoulder a little bit?" Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't deserve this, right, Eddie. So, <laughs> and uh, I'll never forget when I went to take my first guitar lesson. My my guitar teacher was like, "Are you kidding me? Like that is." Autograph oh, guitar from Eddie Vedder, and you're, you're yeah. using it. I'm like, that's my only <laughs> guitar. Using it. Yeah. <laughs> you need to hang only, that up, put it in a glass case. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so now it goes on to my son. Where, so he, my son's big into music, and he's he he's been doing all these contests and all this stuff. He sings, plays plays the piano, everything. And I was like, you should learn the guitar. And so he, he's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. He ends up coming to. Um, my guitar teacher and he, he learned a song like in 10 minutes oh, and my wow. guitar teacher's like you know what why don't we teach your son we'll, we'll put you on the yeah, back burner yeah, for a while yeah, yeah he's got the knack right yeah. and it all it all started with Raul and so oh, now so Benny my son will play songs and, and we'll text him to Raul and it's just kind of cool he phenomenal. plays for Seeger and you know oh really yeah oh, he'll, he'll make cool. a song up and, and play it for him that's cool very cool so it, it, there's just one thing about it like the clubhouse the coolest part about my job is you get to become friends and up close and personal with, you know, I mean, I remember when Raul got called up. I mean, he was just like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and now he's retired and he's still, and you know, he's just been, he's a part of my life in a sense. You know I mean? Yeah. You, you get to be friends with these guys, right, man. And, it's, right. and these guys are still my heroes. And mm-hmm. it, it's just, how about Edgar Martinez being back in the clubhouse all the time? Oh, I know. I know. It's right the now, greatest thing ever. And what's interesting is Edgar. When they brought him as a batting coach, I was like, "Yeah, of course, of yeah, course, of course." Right? What took so right. long, right? Yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan's going to come in and, sh- and uh, yeah. you know, work on your jump shot. Yes, right. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. As long as it right. takes. <laughs> and you know, Edgar's such a quiet, humble person. Yep. And like, I'll do something really silly, like. I'll, I'll get the old tape from 1995 of when he hit the double, or oh, yeah. you know, yep. and I, he'll walk in and I'll play that tape or something. Or, or guys like Seeger, you know, they were really young, man, I, and I forget that. But Seeger would say, you know, tell me about when when oh, Edgar did this, and I yeah. and I get to, I'm like, man, I was at the game, yeah, I bought a scalper exactly, ticket, you know, exactly. So oh, it, it's just just so much so much uh, excitement around baseball and and I get to I get to work and, and be around all these guys all the time right. it's just like the best job in the world I went to a college on the east coast okay. and uh, all my roommates and friends were all from uh, New York and Boston and people from New York and Boston don't know that there's anywhere else in the world really they have, oh. no, they have no idea what Hong Kong is they have no really? idea yeah, yeah. there's They're only two places right there's only two places in the world that exist are New York and Boston wow. right and so uh, uh, Edgar Martinez for every New York uh, fan of that generation he Edgar Martinez puts the fear of God into them. Really? Yeah. During because, that nineteen, well, during that nineteen ninety five playoff series, he scored ten runs on his own. On his own. Just, just him. No, I didn't you know think I mean? about that, man. And they, and so they have this weird respect. So whenever, of course, we talk smack. We're guys. Yeah. So in college, you know, we'd be watching games together. And as soon as Edgar would come up, they'd be like, "Boo!" As soon as Edgar come up, they all go silent. Oh, terrified of Edgar. They don't even that whole, yeah, that, and I talked to dudes our age of right. that generation, and I discuss Edgar, and they're like, "Go blank for a bit." They're like, "What do you know, what do you know about Edgar?" 
What do you, you just yeah. you terrified them? It was the wow. same way where like uh, Mariano. Nobody. And that's something in New York. You know, we're, they, they, we're used to like aggressive New York fans. They're very respectful for Edgar. Right. They're like, dude, you guys are bums. You guys will lose. You don't even have any championships. What about Edgar? Let's put Edgar yeah. aside. Yeah. For a bit. Let's, not talk, yeah. Let's not talk about Why that. Why do you want to bring up Edgar? Like, yeah. Edgar, right? It's that's hilarious. So crazy. Yeah, the See, I've completely. never been to the East Coast ever, and I've oh, always right? wanted to go. Yeah. yeah. I just I've heard all these stories about. About that kind of stuff, but yeah, Edgar's awesome. As much as we are fans, like uh, um, my family's from Ohio, okay. so like I love tailgating at uh, at uh, Seahawks games. My uh, my family, my 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 cousin or husband got the big giant giant Winnebago with the, with the, with the oh, keggerators yeah. on the side, right? right? Right. And so like I get whatever, like treated like a king every time I go. That's the best, right? Yeah. Like, hey, sis, I'm gonna go pass out in the wagon for a little <laughs> while, right? It's the best, right? Then I went to uh, Cleveland uh, to see my family, right? And I was like, oh my God, that's tailgating. Right. So places that have been doing it for a hundred years yeah. versus, versus we're a very baby team. Yeah, yeah? exactly. We right. parked like three miles from the stadium, which is insane. Insane. Right? For special, in Seattle, we're just kind of like, yeah, I'll pay 40 bucks. Yeah, let's park right. over here, right? And every every 20 feet, people would see my Seahawks jersey and go, boo, come over here. You want a hot dog? I was yeah. like, I would love a hot dog, right? right? They, and they then, boo yeah, you, but they're cool. Exactly. Right? Then we walk another 20 feet and they're like, boo, you want to try my wife's chili? I yeah. absolutely want to try my wife's chili. <laughs> then we play cornhole. I mean, my uncles are dying laughing because he's like, we're not even close to the stadium. We're like, wow. we're like you know what I mean? I didn't, I did not know like people. How big it is Yeah, where they're 48 hours early camping out, getting ready. Right. You know what I mean? And it's the Browns. The Browns are terrible, right? Right. They and, still do it. And yeah. it was still like, I was like, oh my God, that's when you see Buffalo and all those great football towns were like these people out in zero degree weather you know negative 10 frying stuff up like man we got uh, yeah we, gotta, our family's got a lot to learn coast. oh man you'd love it you'd love it Absolutely. i had opportunity um because once in a while the players will um you know invite me to go go on a road trip and i've been to anaheim a few times and i'll get to go and travel with the team or, or i'll get to meet the team down there i don't get to travel on the team plane but anyway but i get to stay in the team hotel and and just it's pretty fun that's yeah. kind of a little benefit it's like i don't a, get medical or dental but right. I, get, <laughs> I get that kind of stuff you know road trips though yeah, there's something special cool. there's something unique about a road trip yeah, like yeah. yeah. so next year i'd love to go to uh, yankee stadium I'd, you know just get to boss i, I just, gotta to get, see. just gotta see just gotta, it. See, just gotta it, see it yeah you know what's crazy is um uh the old yankee stadium uh back in the uh you know 1930s and uh, you know 1910s is um it, because uh, poor, you know, people are poor, right? So the right. kids, uh, and also kids, of course, can't, you know, watch games. They they designed it, and I don't know if it was an intentional or an accident, but where, you know, you could get, it's just like a Wrigley, where you can get gather around certain areas and see the game without paying, you know what I mean? Right. It's a very old school thing. The people that designed Safeco incorporated that into Safeco intentionally. Oh, no wow. one's going to sit there the whole game with a, right. chomping on a, chomping on beef jerky, watching the game. But the fact that you could do that, it's like a throwback to like, you know, a row, of those pictures you see of like a row of like six kids sneaking in, you know, I mean, yeah, digging yeah. their faces in that hole so they can watch Mickey Mantle. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. So the people at Design Safeco built that built in the that. stadium. Isn't that crazy? That is so and we crazy. Just, and I see people just walking by it, and I'm like, don't you know what that is? This, this yeah. is a throwback to the 1900s, <laughs> like early century. Yeah, isn't that great? It's so cool, man. It's, there's so much, and I did that tour one time of Safeco. Oh yeah, that's fun. A lot of it people don't cool. even think about it because no, like you should do it. But yeah. most people, yeah, even people, people would who never live think here. to do it. They're like right. people that lived here, and they're and, and, and I, I was the same way. I'm like, well, I'm gonna pay 20 bucks to go to the game. I'm gonna pay 15 to go to check out the stadium. Was a blast. Was a blast. You learn, you know, you see where the players park the cars and yeah. you see where the kitchen is, you know, all and there's that kind stuff. Of cool I'm not going to spoil the tour, but there's stuff in there that I'm like, I would have never thought that is a unique, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Piece of Americana right. that you would never think we have right here at Safeco. Someone, uh, the CEO of Nintendo has a few like very specific things to him that he wanted in there. Right. Are phenomenal. And I'm like, people don't 
know if they right, love right, desert. Right, right, right. Do that tour if you can. Yeah, it's, you know what? That's that's crazy. How long have I worked there? And I've never done the tour, but right. I, sometimes I'll be in the hallway and I'll get to speak to the tour. Like I'll just be oh, passing yeah, yeah. by, and, yeah. and then people are like, or the guy will go, "Hey, here's a team chef. What are we having for dinner?" And then I'll, you know, I'll talk to the group or whatever. But yeah, gosh, I can't believe I have never done that. But I'll right? do it. There's probably little nooks and crannies that you that haven't I don't seen even that know you don't about. Even know about right? Yeah, right. What yeah. was the what was the wackiest time you've ever had where you're like, "This is nuts." Okay, well, I gotta say that's hard to nail down. There's been quite, there's been so many, really? there's been so many yeah. times. Like, Baseball players are wackadoodles. Okay, get this. This is this is a great one. Norm Charlton, you know, everyone knows oh, he's an yeah. outdoorsman and the he, sheriff. The Absolutely. sheriff calls me up and he's like, and you know, I was telling you earlier about the budget. He's like, hey man, I could save you some money tonight. I got, I got dinner, and I was like, in my head, I'm like, cool. You can cook. You can cook. That's well, that's what I'm thinking. That's you're thinking. <laughs> well, so I'm thinking, all right. So I don't go to the store because I, I shop every day. The kitchen's yeah. really small. Like, yeah. I got to get my groceries, and cook them, and eat them, and then we we do it again. So I don't go shopping, and about the game's about to start. Norm comes pulling in, and he had, he's carrying his box, and he, he's he's looks he looks like Rambo. He's got <laughs> full camo. He's got feathers hanging out of his hair and stuff. <laughs> And he's like, hey, man, yeah. I got you right here. And he, he empties this box, and it's just all these dead birds, like little pheasants. Ooh, how many? Oh, I love pheasants. There's like how eight many? of them. Eight of them. And he's like, oh, and I was like, I, I just. Eight is not enough to feed the starters. Like, yeah, right? But I'm like, <laughs> Norm. I'm like, Norm, man, when I get my chickens, man, there's no feathers and heads yeah. and everything. And he's like, oh, I'll show you how to do it. And he, he's like causes this big bloody scene he, he steps on you know i don't know if you've ever defeathered yeah, a bird yeah. but he he's doing it right there in my kitchen yeah. and at the time this is like blowing my mind because i'm thinking dude he's bringing food that's cooked or, yeah you know, or, yeah exactly so or he's gonna cook yeah, it at least that was yeah. when you say i got you for dinner that means <laughs> yeah so he it's so funny he breaks down the birds like mario batali is just right. like when people ask him what's your favorite meal? He's like anyone i didn't make yeah exactly <laughs> right? it's so true so anyway uh i get all the i get we finally get to the meat massive health concerns too. super health Bunch concerns Dead birds yeah, on and then counter. and then I'm as, as I'm kind of I'm going I'm trimming the the meat a little bit and there's pellets there's pellets all through <laughs> the, the bird. All the yeah. in there. <laughs> so, a I was like all I kept oh I kept God. imagining like I'll be on the news and I just like three mariners choke on yeah. a pellet right so <laughs> so I took off to Costco tear up there Norm Norm to this day hopefully he doesn't hear this but no to this day he doesn't know <laughs> yeah I went to Costco I got like. Eight of those birds, the yeah. rotisserie chickens. Yeah, so I, I swapped his out, and then he, at the end, you know, he's walking around to everyone after the game. He's like, "That's a real bird right there. That's a yard bird." And he, <laughs> yard I bird. was like, "Yeah, man, that's it, man. That's awesome." And, and he's, I never peacocking, he's peacocking around <laughs> the locker room, like so you can taste how fresh yeah, it is. You know, so <laughs> that you know, hasn't been sitting in a Costco warehouse yeah, for six hours. <laughs> it's so funny, and, you know. You get stuff like that. Oh, I mean, man. You get, Willie Willie Bloomquist went out crabbing one day. He comes in with a big old huge box of live crabs. And well, the, another good one. Um, um, Kendris Morales was telling everyone how he can—he's the best—he can cook a pig better than anybody. Oh my! Well, I didn't know he was going to really bring one in. So, sure, sure enough, a huge pig shows up, and he's—you know—we're marinating it together and all this stuff. He's—he's he's showing me all these Cubano ways how he does it. Well, it, and, you know, you got to cook the thing all day. So yeah. we, had, we had a day game. He—we get up there, get there early in the morning. We get this pig ro- roasting. And well, you got harsh deadlines. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm really busy without yeah. having to roast a pig yeah. in the parking lot, you know. <laughs> and there, it's so funny. Oh, I, I got to show you this picture. So there's a picture that we have, and it's so Kendris Morales would he would go up to bat, and if you know he you know if he'd strike out or get out or whatever, or if he, if he would round the bases, every time he'd come in because the players are not supposed to leave the locker room, right, 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 in uniform, right. Well, he's in his spikes hat. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, come on, come on, and we we go running out to the parking lot, and it had to be so many. F- 
you know, feet away. Yeah. So we get way out in the parking basting lot, and we're in. like, yeah, we're like basting it, <laughs> oh rolling it around. Then he runs back in, and he takes another at bat, you know. And then, so we're doing this the whole game, and, and we have this picture of him smoking a cigar next to while he's smoking a pig next oh, to his no yeah. smoking sign. Yeah. And it's just like Jeez, the funniest picture smoking ever. a pig, yeah. smoking a cigar, <laughs> no oh smoking sign. God. And, and that's it's, so funny. I got enough to do without yeah. having to run to the parking lot and yeah. post a pig, man. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you, you just, uh, I mean, it's not like a regular job because no. there's no, there's no structure. Right. No, I mean, there's literally guys, you know, let's say a guy goes out, the, you know, the night, night before after a game and they, they party all night or something. And they don't come back. You know, they're just getting up at noon. Yeah, yep. and they don't have to be at the ballpark till two. Right. You know, a lot of guys come in earlier than that. But right. This guy might want breakfast because you he just, just got up. He's and got then, up. Yeah. But then he came in with a guy who's been up for it and he wants, you know, a teriyaki or you know, yeah. you just you got to be able to make a whole bunch of different things yeah. at any time. And That's crazy. I think people would never imagine that. They're, yeah, they would think it's like it's like a outdoor camp where it's right. like lunch is here, these are here. Yeah, these are it's like, not yeah. like that at all. It's like a frat house where you're like, yo, yo, yo yeah, yeah, like. You know, um, you know, Robinson Cano has his things that he eats, and and Robinson Cano loves yeah. before the game. You know, a couple hours before the game, he likes to have a handful of Captain Crunch. Mm-hmm. He loves it, yeah. and you know, I, I can't remember all this stuff all the time, right? You know? and, right, and right. Especially right. as I've gotten and you, older, and you get Fruit Loops. You're like, what, what is this yeah. crap? You know, what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, but it's also baseballers are so, so superstitious, so superstitious. That that's like Marshawn Skittles. Like exactly. Marshawn knows it's not full of magic. He's like, no, this is my go power. This is no. you know, psychological makes me happy. You, you, know? you wouldn't believe it, man. There's been and like I I hear him go, yeah, to me. Where's my Captain Crunch? And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's being delivered. It'll be here in ten minutes. <laughs> and I'm, I tell my guys in the kitchen, I'll be back. And I'm about to take off up to the Beacon Hill Red Apple Market. I yeah. get, get a box of Captain Crunch. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's literally That's like great. a reality show. Because yeah. uh, one time Mark McLemore, he loved old-fashioned donuts. That was his thing before a day game. Like, when, like, when, like, made, like homemade? Yeah, just, like, just the kind of, man, the cheap ones you get at the gas old, station. Oh, the old-fashioned, old like the yeah, little glaze. A, I got glaze, you. Right? Any type. Okay, I think you made yeah. Yeah, you could get it literally at Texaco. Any, exactly, yeah, yeah, little box. One day I brought it. I was like, you know, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to get some maple bars. I, I didn't know. Yeah. And he was like, hey, man. He called me into his locker and he's like, bro, I need my old-fashioned donut. Yeah. And I was like, I, I got maple bars. And he's like, he looked at me like, man, you better get me an old-fashioned yep, donut. So yep. this is when, uh, before Jimmy's on first was right there. It used to be yeah, a gas yeah. station. Yep. This is way oh, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I ran over there, grabbed grabbed a little cheap one, and he was like, thank you so much. He yeah. went he went three for four yeah, or something. Yeah, he was the man. And he was like, I told you. you, told you, you know, if I don't have that donut. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They're absolutely. Yeah. It's well, Also, baseball is such a psychological game. When, yeah. they, when they break down sports sciences, hardest thing in the world to do is hit a major league fastball. Right. It's not the hardest sport, but, but it's, it's the, the hardest, hardest thing, thing to do in sports. Yeah, exactly. Right. Whereas to me, any slap on a hockey to me would be right. mind numbing. <laughs> I know. I'd take my chance against a heater than yeah, you know, any um, snapshot from any distance in hockey. Uh, hockey players are nuts. You know, I know, I know you know Rick Riz. I don't know if you ever got to talk to Dave Henderson, but but he, oh, Hindu. Man, man, Hindu is one of the best guys. And rest in peace, Hindu. Yeah. He, he said something to me that I, I never, I never really, it, I didn't, couldn't really grasp baseball because I, I was, I was pretty new to just the game of baseball, yeah. watching it all the time. And and he said, think about this. You let's say you do, you, you know. 10 times out of 10, if, or if, if you fail seven times out of 10, you're one of the best ones, yeah, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I really, you know, 
because there's so much failure in baseball. I mean, yeah. and if as you're far four as hitting, out of ten in baseball, you're the greatest, you're the greatest player of all time. Exactly, ever. exactly. That's incredible. You, you know, you, Three out of ten means you're going to the All Star game. You right. know what I mean? Like, woo! Yeah, it's, it's such it's a bizarre. Just, it's such a bizarre way you, to think of things. Yeah. Uh, who I forgot who I was talking to, but there, there's another because uh, uh, baseball of all the sports, it's, football is taken over now. But baseball used to be the biggest stats nerds would would put all their focus into baseball, right? And now all the stats nerds go into football, right? Right. But uh, baseball is the most bizarre sport because the stats don't apply to anything. That's why OBP and all these new different yeah. holds and all these new because you can't measure these in where maybe this right. guy's better than your closer but you just haven't factored it in where if, if if a player went the entire season and every single they went four at bats they went four you know and they, and they went uh, they popped out uh, they scored a sacrifice right they struck out and they walked they would have uh, by the end of the season 160 RBIs 160 runs right they'd be the greatest player of all time and their batting average would be zero wow do you see what I'm saying yeah, that's why so baseball's that's... such a bizarre oh, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah, when see. you see those head things because you and I are thinking like creatively like yeah get a maple bar change things up because you want to make right. these things like no 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 man you know, yeah, yeah I have a system <laughs> in place to make sure that three out of ten times right. I can function you know what I mean at, at this crazy crazy thing yeah. isn't that wild it's so your wild. batting average would be zero and you'd be you know what I'm One saying greatest, you'd have the yeah. greatest stats that's uh, unbeatable yeah. stats yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right? so wild. Bonkers. Do you remember uh, remember Paul Abbott? When sure, he, so sure. 2001, he had a lot of guys had their best year that year. You know, that was his greatest year ever. He had 16, 17 wins or something. Yeah. And that year, I would, you know, so the, the a lot of people don't know this, but the starting pitcher will get to pick the color of the uniform sometimes mm-hmm. or pick the, you know, pick yeah. what hat we're going to wear or yeah. whatever. And I would let the, the starting pitcher pick the dinner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Paul Abbott loved salmon. Mm-hmm. And he had to have salmon on the days that he pitched, yeah, and especially nice. that year, 2001. And I didn't realize it, you know, like, he, he would he would have salmon. You know, just, I just kind of got lucky that in the two or three starts that he had in a row. And he and when I, when I didn't have salmon, he's like, Jay, what's up, man? I got to have my salmon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I pitch here, I have salmon. Yeah. And, I was like, I'm so sorry, man. Yeah. I, I took off to the store, get him some salmon. You know, he, he goes six, seven innings, and we win the game. And yeah. he's like, I told you, you yeah, know, like, I gotta have my salmon. So then I, I started believing that it, you it's know, true, this, absolutely, yeah. So yeah. then, um, how about this story with uh, with Mike Cameron? So you know, the cool part is when when a player's not playing for the day, they so they often sit in the kitchen or in the lounge, or you know, they'll come and hang out with us or whatever. Well, Mike Cameron, remember the 16, or it was actually. Uh, was it 19 innings, 19 inning game that we had against Boston and Lupinella had given Mike Cameron the day off and Cameron's in it. He, dude, he's like literally in his underwear, hanging out in the kitchen <laughs> yeah. with me. And we're, we're just talking. <laughs> we're not even watching the game. We're yeah. just, and then um, one of the coaches comes back. He's like, Hey Cam, you better get dressed. Cause we're, we're starting to lose players. Cause we're going to so many innings. Yeah, that's right. And, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, Cam, man, my food is dying here. My food is already five, six innings older than yeah, it should have been. Yeah. You know, prime ribs overcooked. And yeah. And I said, Cam, I grabbed, I just, just being funny, I grabbed him. I said, man, go out there and hit a home run and win this game. You know, <laughs> Let's end this. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, he goes out, he hits a home run. Yeah. After, yeah. after having the entire day off, not yep. even warming up or anything. Yep. And man, he couldn't get it back in the kitchen fast enough. He, yep. he was like, Big J, yeah. you did it, man. Yeah. Like he, he somehow, I mean, I just got lucky by calling right. it that way, right. but he just was like, Jay, you told me to do it and I did it. He just, yeah. he was so, there's, he picked me up. He yeah. was like, yeah, yeah. man. So, there's, you know. there's so much mental in sports that people don't recognize right. that this catalyst has this much of an impact. And we go, yeah, it's anecdotal. It's not because this happens in every level of sports, which is why we make documentaries and movies about it. Right. Like, um, 
uh, when Willis Reed uh, uh, at halftime in the in the, um, uh, the 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 NBA championship with the Knicks, uh, oh, okay. the where he's uh, had a broken leg and he was not supposed to be back for like a month, and he comes out like three weeks early and he's limps onto the court. Right. And the other team is five healthy players, and now you got one limpy guy and right. four healthy players, and they said it's psychologically destroyed. Who yeah. I forgot who the Knicks were playing. Yeah, I mean, and he's okay. like, we could not. You know what I mean? Like we should have been bullying the guy. He's right. on one leg. Just the fact that the league's best player stepped back on the court right. mentally crushed us. You know what I mean? Yep. And one little catalyst. And the other team is like, Willis is back. They're like, he's 10% of the player that is. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Pop, pop, pops in town. You know what I mean? Yep. It makes that much of a critical difference. Isn't that crazy? It's so like, crazy. I'm sure that was, it had to have been in his head. Yeah. It had to have been in his head. Be Who like, knows? Let's, 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 you know what I mean? Let's like, just do it. Let's get just it over. Do I'm this. like, yeah. man, you got to save loose. dinner is what I told him. Right? You got to save dinner. <laughs> but it's that looseness in sports. When your brain is like mentally fluid and loose, you're just like, let's go. You know right. what I mean? Like, let's get at it. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, there's, there's moments like that that. You know, I mean, I, I haven't that made a unique. ton of money that is so unique. And, and just just imagine just being the biggest, the biggest Mariner fan in the world. And, and I, I'm i already just blessed that I get to even know these guys. Yeah. And then I get to share these moments like, oh, yeah, a really cool moment for me. I mean, I'm, I'm still a huge Ken Griffey Jr. fan. Oh, and God. I would never I would never tell Ken Griffey Jr. that just because I know him now. And <laughs> I would like never let him know. But I'm, if, still, when I cook for him, I'm like, oh, my God, I just cooked for Ken Griffey Jr. You know? I'm glad he knows when he came back. I'm glad he knows what Seattle thinks of him. Yeah. Because he figures there's maybe some bad blood. There's zero. Yeah. Every person of every age is just kind of like Griffey's the guy. Yeah. You know, of he, all sports, of everything, everything in Seattle, he's the guy. He was the guy. The like when I was a kid. I knew about Pete Rose. I didn't know about baseball. Right, I knew right. Pete Rose was the guy. Right, right. Ken Griffey Jr. is that guy yeah. for you know for the other kids. Like, the most uh, unanimous, but the most people voting for the Hall of Fame yeah. all time. It's pretty clear. It's he pretty was cool. uh, um, just because I'm the same thing. I'm from a different era uh, where uh, uh, Derek McKee and Nate McMillan used to buy us lunch in high school because we were right. like, hey, what's up? Because the sports was different. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a multi million dollar. It was still, but like it was just different. Where they'd see us all the time. He'd be like, you guys want to come over here and have a sandwich with us? Like, oh my god, Derek right. McKee, and they just called us over to the varsity <laughs> yeah, table. Right? Like, what? Could not have cooler right i run into ken griffey jr at uh, and i'm probably 13 i'm uh, right about your son's age you know what i mean i'm yeah. little, i'm a little guy little right guy. and so and so uh, he's at the big five and he's like like a soccer mom carrying like an arm full of baseballs like dropping them everywhere like because you're used to he's the god he's the king ken griffey right. jr is the king right and then you sit here and he's and he's just dropping balls everywhere like awkwardly like carrying these balls like and get a card yeah. man right what is going on yeah, exactly so you're so you see your heroes but you see it wasn't like i was like what's ken griffey jr i was just like oh my god what's god doing shopping you know right. what I mean? you know got people <laughs> shopping for you and so because i'm a young kid i'm just like enthralled in all yeah, and he's just kind of looking like, he sees me looking at him right and so he just kind of looks at me like hey buddy yeah <laughs> you know, like, i'm, kind of, at me, I'm yeah. kind of in a vulnerable spot here right. but, uh, you can, you're not gonna ask me for an autograph are you right because right, right. you can see that look on his face where he's like uh don't do it i, I man, got my yeah. arms full i'm clearly in a difficult spot like and he can tell it like, again i was like no, no part of me was like get an autograph right because right. i just it's weird to me anyway but like uh, but just i was just i was sitting there watching the scene in front of me and just my little boy head i was just kind of like they make you buy your own baseballs? Yeah, and he's, right. right. And he starts dying laughing. He's like, no, man, these are for me for personal use. No, that's funny. I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Because you yeah. don't know when you're a yeah, child. Yeah, you don't know. I was like, oh, you, oh, King Griffey has to buy his own balls. like, no, he's dying laughing. Like, no, son. That is I don't, awesome. This is just for me for, like, working in homes. Right, I was like, right. Oh, yeah, that does make more sense. And I was like, well, see you later. He's like, take it easy. You know, that, that's just that moment you're talking about. That's one thing I love about my job is that I get, I could, I could help other kids with that moment sometimes, 
you know, like sometimes I'll just say, Hey Seeger, you come out in the hallway and say hi to this kid real quick. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and I'm not supposed to do that, right, but right. I, I do it all the time. But it, but it pays but it, massive dividends for the yeah. community, for the fans. Right. And, and, the, and this kid will just be like, dude, I, you know, I've changed. had people, I've been there long enough to where these kids have grown it, up and they're like, I remember when you, it changes you know, things for yeah, them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it it, it takes like, the cynicism out of them. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and, and I've, I've often had to defend players about, you know, they can't sit there and sign. 800 autographs it's, I just can't you we know? ask so much you can't yeah and you, you don't and you don't even people will be like oh he's a jerk he never he didn't sign for me but I'm like no actually man his kids are in the hospital his wife you know I know mm-hmm. the inside right so uh, there's times where I've, I'll even call sports radio too and I'll try to defend a guy mm-hmm. and I'm like man Richie Sexton man when he was going through all those struggles people didn't know he was sleeping at children's hospital in a chair yeah because his wife was having trouble exactly with, and people were just burying him on the I know it's selfish it's just it's terrible selfish, and yeah. what's really crazy is that if if he had those stats right now, he would have been our best hitter yeah, on the know, team. Right? You know yeah, what I mean? And that was still really good. A beating then. Yeah, he yeah. only has 44 home runs. Right? There's a, um, uh, Stephen Merchant t- tells a story where he's just like, when I, once I finally became famous, you know what I mean? He's just like, I was always the same way. I was just kind of like, man, that, why, why can't you sign 400 autographs? He's like, I signed 30 in my hand, cramps up, yeah. right? And he's like, I'll be at dinner, like in an argument with my girlfriend, like finger in the face, like super uncomfortable, personal moment. And then I'll see someone staring at me like, oh no. Oh, <laughs> and, they can really, like, and they're like, uh, hey man, can I get an autograph? And can I get a selfie? And he's like, Hey, I'm kind of in the middle. You're yeah, kind of like, in the middle of. You, can you see my brow furrow? Yeah. Now she's uh, she's got her arms folded and glaring at me. Kind of going through with. All right, you got to do it. You just got to. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, we can't imagine, just as you and me, we can't imagine that level of invasiveness in no. our lives. Right? Yeah, and I know. Well, it's, that's why Ichiro came here. Is because right. in Japan he couldn't step he two could. feet out of his house without being treated like Elvis to the point where. Uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Actual uh, uh, um, um, magazines and newspapers are offering rewards to see his genitals to get yeah. pictures of his genitals. Oh, that's man. absurd. That's Come absurd. Come on, you're, you know what I mean? Like you're 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 supposed to be a journalist. Where's your journalistic integrity, right? Yeah. And he comes to Seattle, and I remember people would be like, uh, "Hey, Randy Ichiro at Starbucks today. He told me a funny story. No selfie, no autograph. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, he loved coming that's, to Seattle. That's, that's very exactly Seattle. Exactly why it's Felix loves it here. Yeah. Felix, mm-hmm. Felix knows if he played in New York, it would be they'd be terrible. on nonstop. Yeah, and Cano's the same way. Cano. A lot of people don't know this, but Cano just kind of lives. Uh, in a place down in Seward Park area and he he goes to a church you mm-hmm. know right by I mean mm-hmm. and it's cool like you know people down there are like hey there's Robinson Cano and then they say hi to him and stuff but they don't there's not like paparazzi and it's not crazy you know he could he could function and that's what Felix you could function exactly that's what Felix and, yeah Felix goes to Costco people just want to do their normal lives they just want yeah. to go and you know what I mean Felix loves to go to Costco yeah. I mean, <laughs> he loves that he can go there and not, yeah. you know people will still do him just selfies here and there and in fact it was cool Felix once a year he takes all of us to a Seahawks game he gets a suite for everybody oh, cool. well we you know we obviously we all park at Safeco Field because we have free parking right <laughs> well we walked across and I'm thinking Man, doesn't Felix shouldn't Felix take like a special a secret route or right. a secret car? Right. Well, he just walked down. You know, have you, you've gone into a Seahawks game where there's just thousands of people walking the same direction, mm-hmm. and you know, we come out of the safe. There's probably. 30 of us, you know, with his family and friends and people who work for Safeco. But we come out and then you hear one guy go, oh my God, that's Felix Hernandez. And then all of a sudden it starts growing and it growing. Grows, the pandemonium and then grows, it's yeah. like all these massive amount mm-hmm. of people that are just like walking with them and cheering and saying, mm-hmm. go Mariners, we yeah. love you, Felix. And yep. so he'll get out and do that kind of thing. You know, Nobody's sweating him. Everyone's just yeah, letting just him know they love him. Him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's just showing love. And, yeah. and those are the kind of things that just make oh, him the best. so happy it's to so be fantastic. here. You know? Yeah. He's he's one of the best, man. Absolutely love that guy. That's amazing, yeah. Well, because you know I do comedy. There's a there's a famous story where um, uh, Chris Rock can't go to any comedy club and not be Chris Rock, 
right? Oh, okay. And so he's he's aware of that, and he's he he wants to foster young talent. So they said he shows up in like a hood, like a Jedi, right? Oh, like okay. you know what I mean? Like, and so it's just kind of like it goes through the kitchen, not through the door. He goes he goes out of his way to, to not be... so that whoever's on stage, what at whatever level, could be a national headliner, could be a young, you know what I mean, feature, right. a young kid opener, who knows? Whoever's on stage doesn't go like, oh crap, you know what I mean? Chris like Rock Chris Rock's here. here, and that affects their entire. You yeah, know what I mean? that's really cool like that. of him. You know, super cool, right? But they said what's uncanny is that he'll show up as just a uh, nondescript dude in a, in a sweatshirt, you know what I mean, or a hat and glasses, just kind of down, sit in this chair, and they said within three seconds, everybody in the place knows Chris Rock's in the room. Right. They said there's something about, you know what I mean? There's certain just people, kinda... there's something around that, they're like, nobody said, oh, look, it's Chris Rock. Just people just, you're just kind of like, ha is and that was, Chris yeah. Rock? Oh my, you know what I mean? He and was sitting by me the whole time. And, and within yeah. seconds, though, they said he just sat down. He could not have been more nondescript. Doesn't matter. You know what right. I mean? People are like, you just sense Chris Rock's in the room. Isn't that, that crazy? Is awesome. like, We're in a dark nightclub. And every single time, people pick him out and are like, I'm pretty sure that's, that's Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Pretty in the, sure. In that yeah. dark corner with no lights, <laughs> just snuck into that chair. Still think this I, I love hearing that kind of stuff. Right? That's really cool. You know, that, um, another that's another fun thing I got to do down there is uh, like Adrian Beltre, one of the greatest, oh, yeah. greatest players. Uh, I'm one of the greatest people i yeah. mean the guy is great he he always want, he always wondered what it would be like to sit in the stands you know excuse me and then uh, so what one day uh the coach had had to go for some reason a wedding or something and because they're not supposed to supposed to leave the clubhouse mm-hmm. especially during a game especially mm-hmm. you know he, he was what for some reason he wasn't playing that's so weird so to we, think about though like you yeah. don't get to see your yeah yeah Ima- imagine you know they're always their whole life they've been on a baseball field but yeah. they've never been in the stands yeah it's and, like a lot of actors that I know that are like yeah. uh, that are like, oh my god, episode. I was like, oh, I've never watched that show. That's yeah, your sh- like, for seventeen it. seasons. <laughs> yeah. It made you a multi-millionaire. It's like, yeah, but I've lived that. I didn't, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, this, is, this is funny. Yeah, this it's is like going to work every day. Right? work every day, right? Yeah. So anyway, w- one time I, we put a hat on him and a funny little kind of a wig with glasses, and he went out and he we sat in center field for for just a couple innings and and. He thought it was so fun because he was heckling. We were close to the the, right, the left fielder, or right fielder. Anyway, we were out there, and he was it was heckling. He knew the guy on another team. I don't remember who it was, but he was yelling at him in Spanish and, oh. and yelling stuff that was very only, personal. Only he would yeah, know. Only Beltre would know. And the guy's looking back, <laughs> what? And, and he oh, didn't know it was a, Beltre, and he's looking at him. That's and, hilarious because he knows he's supposed to be in the other dugout. Oh my god, that's you know, phenomenal. Just things like JJ Putz did it one time that's too. Crazy out in the bullpen, you know. <laughs> He put a wig on and we're out in the bullpen just hanging out. And, <laughs> and, and, and I, I remember one guy's like... the guy's home address. Like, who, yeah. who is this guy? I, I remember this, this fan is going, man, that's J.J. Putz. And I was like, I'm looking at him like, oh, boy. And, and, and like, cover's blown. I'm giving J.J. the signal. Like, because once... Once everyone starts yeah. coming, then, it, then yeah. you know, then they're going to get selfies and everything. But right. It, it's, there's just, just so it just many came fun things. Yeah, it, it just, just came away. Yeah, that's just, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. There's, that's there's so many great. cool things like that, man, that you just... There's just so many cool moments, uh, you know, when Edgar when Edgar played his last game and they they had the, you know, the big ceremony and Ed, Edgar had no idea they were going to name the street after him. Oh, he didn't. And he also oh, didn't man. know about the the award, mm-hmm. the Edgar Martinez That's Award, right? Huge, yeah. And th- this is one of my my favorite moments at Safeco. The lights are off. Everybody's going home. Where you know the day's over, and Edgar just he still can't get he can't grasp everything that's happening and he's he's like rubbing his head and he's walking around and he's looking at me and he he just starts crying man mm-hmm. and he's like mm-hmm. and dude, it was like such an emotional moment because he's like been my favorite player since forever i was gonna ask you that yeah, yeah. Oh, it's man. gotta be it's gotta yeah, be oh dude yeah and and he we, he kind of just 
it's kind of like this bromance moment kind of that's kind of kind of weird but you know if somebody walked in at that time it'd be really awkward but we, i just embrace we just hugged yeah. man we just hit it up yep. we hugged it out and i was yep. like man edgar everybody loves you you know and and it would have been anybody who was there it wasn't any reason it was me i just got lucky and yep. happened to be there still yep but that moment at that time i was like man edgar you dude you are you are so amazing and, and you know he finally was kind of taking it all in. He knows that everybody loves him and he's mm -hmm. so humble. He, mm -hmm. he he will still introduce himself as like, you don't know who he is. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, you're yeah. like, dude, you're Edgar. That's why we love you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I took, so uh, cool. I took a girl to a game one time and she knew nothing about sports. She's just uh, a typical girl that's just like, eh, I'll be honest with you, I don't really want to go to Mirror's game. I right. know nothing about so I'm like, that's fine. In fact, I like the fact you know nothing about sports. I just right. want you to enjoy the environment. It's an outdoor, beautiful day in Seattle. Just enjoy what baseball is. You know what right. I mean? Like, picture yourself a hundred years ago. There's no good jumbotron. Just, just, just enjoy this moment. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So she was like, all right, if you want to go, we'll go. Okay. And so, uh, so she has no idea. I'm not. She's not. I'm not trying to explain the rules. I'm just kind of as certain things happen. I'm just kind of coaching her along. Just so she follow the game and we're down by it was Edgar's last season um, we're down by two two uh, two, uh, two two runners on base and uh, Edgar comes up and the whole stadium they show the Superman signal oh, and then yeah. the Superman theme song dun dun yeah, dun yeah, dun yeah. And it's like some people are standing up and then everyone starts standing up and then everyone starts. And she's like, growing. Yeah. Growing. And so she has no idea who Edgar is. She has no idea what this moment means. She has no idea what's going on. Right. Right. But she told me later in the car, she was just like, my skin crawled. I could yeah. feel the back of my neck. She's like, I don't know what's happening, but something special. Something is, special something is special happening. Something special is going on. You See, know what oh, I mean? Yeah. A, you just gave me goosebumps. Right? That's a exactly. great story, and Edgar, man. And Edgar did what he does. Hit a double. Yeah. yeah you know hit a mean? double. <laughs> yeah. Double scores two runs. And, I'm, and she's just like, whatever happened was magical it was magical right? yeah and I and the fact that you got that in 95 and just felt that tidal wave of magic yeah I mean here else. we are man you know 17 18 years later 17 years I, I, man I know right yeah I, I just I want like I want my family and my kids I want my kids to experience that right. you know so bad that I want to be part of the, the marriage I just want to I want to just witness it I mean mm -hmm. I don't even care about I mean it used to be like I want to I want to win the world series I want, but that would be great don't get yeah, me wrong yeah yeah but I just want because look what happened to the Seahawks I mean mm -hmm. people were you know the Seahawks were, were weren't good for a long time and then they started getting better and then they win the Super Bowl and now everybody's a Seahawks fan yeah you know, there's grandmas that never even heard of the Seahawks that are all Seahawks I, fans I, I, I told Paul this other day I am sick and tired of talking about the Seahawks yeah. I'm completely done and the reason why is that because I'm like a like you I'm a lunatic right, right. and I realized oh my god I'm, I got arrested at the uh, playoffs last year no way yeah exactly <laughs> and I was like I'm, I, <laughs> that's awesome I, I got I, I was like I'm taking this way too seriously because in, I was there at uh uh, um, uh, Questfield in 2005, right. our first trip to the Super yeah. Bowl, and I'm crying. I'm oh, just, man. you know what I mean. I'm, 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 out, my eyes out, I'm yeah. out in the streets, being like, "What's going on?" Nobody. The streets were empty of right. Seattle. Do you see what I'm saying? No, no. So when I see this pandemonium, I'm happy. I'm thrilled about it. But I'm like, where were you where, people in 2005? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was, it was, it was about 60,000 of us. That's it. 55,000. That's it. That's it. Whereas like, where I thought people would be pouring out of bars and this, yeah. nothing. And I, I was like, it. that's so and, crazy. And that was almost a bigger moment for me in 2005 right. than it was. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm so with you. So I've had my tickets since the, remember when the, when they switched over to the Husky stadium for a while? Oh yeah. Yeah. So we've had our tickets. We're in section 120 to and same thing it was we, we had we used to have this we call it the fan van and it had hydraulics on it, it had seahawks stuff all, all over there and everything and and just an amazing cool thing and we and we drove around the city looking for exactly where you're looking i'm like mm -hmm. where is yeah. it we made it to the super bowl where, like, such exactly. a big deal. where is the hub where's yeah. the excitement where are the people waving flags yeah, i drove I, to sports I radio i drove oh to, did you I, the and I was, channel? Nice. yes <laughs> and, and gosh i can't remember 
I think it was Seth Everett who was the uh, the, the DJ at the time, yeah. and he was like, "Okay, we got a couple guys outside the stadium or outside the, the studio." Yeah. But I just was like, "Where? Should there be three yeah. of us?" That's oh exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> People just didn't grasp it, but yeah. it, I'm with you on now. It's oh, it's ridiculous how how many Seahawks fans are. But I, I just want that to happen with the Mariners. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I think it's due I think because way due. you know, because baseball players too, you get to know them. More on a person. There's so many more games. Right, right. You get to know their first. You get to know what they look like. Right. You know. You get to a lot of football players. You wouldn't even know most of them. You know the yeah, big yeah, ones, Sherman and stuff. But anyway, yeah, some, there was something about I don't know what it was, but there was something about '95 that felt more unique and ours than right. the Super uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm absolutely. I can die now. I right. got you know what I mean. Right, like right, I'm, right. as a Seattle born and born and British Seattle, I'm, I got my championship yeah. right. But the fa- but that '95 season, there's just something uh, that like permeated all of Seattle and life because we were going to lose them. Right, That's we were going to lose them. They were going to go to Florida, right? They, yeah, they were going to everything. So with, many things. Yeah, I mean, and we, we came back from being we were we were down five game series. We were down 0-2 and mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. first two games we should have won. I mean, there's yeah. so many. So many, so elements. many stories. There was so much on Griffey the line. Griffey was hurt. Griffey, Griffey was, got yeah, hurt. Griffey he crashed hurt. into the wall. Yep. I mean, yeah, there's just, and, and you can't, like, even guys like Seeger, you know, there's guys like Seeger who were big Ken Griffey Jr. fans, but they didn't live here. They didn't experience that whole night. I've, I've heard multiple players go, you know, like the Mariners will be playing a, a, a highlight from 95. They'll go, man, give it a break. Let it go. 95 uh-uh. is in the past. Uh-uh. No, yeah. man. Yeah. This is what we got. This imagine, is all we got. Imagine so. if you could relive your first kiss over yeah. and over again. Or, you know what right. I mean? Like the birth of my first child over and over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what it feels like every time. Yeah. yeah. Never give it a rest. At that yeah. moment, like if someone, there's times where I'm the opposite, where something, it'll be off on TV somewhere. I'll see that. I'm like, is that, is that the 95 series? Yeah. And we'll pop over and go, watch it all over again. Check it out again. <laughs> Whatever's going on. Right. That's so funny, like, man. Right? My kids just found I have the video of, of it and they're like, dad, why do you save this? And I'm like, don't you, that is, <laughs> yeah. don't ever touch that. That yeah. tape is good. It's yeah. like a VHS just, tape. There was some ad where they just had this shadowy thing of Niehaus's voice and I choked up. Oh I was, yeah. I immediately I was like, oh, Dave. Dave, is Dave yeah. You know what I mean? Just no, hearing that voice. Is, man. I can still hear it in my head. Swung on a belted, deep to left center. It's just embedded. It's firmly embedded. Well, here's yeah. something. This is interesting. So uh, uh, just going to wrap up. So this, the podcast is called Everything You Know Is Wrong. Right? Okay. So uh, a lot of things that you said are fascinating. Like the idea that we picture, I did at least, I think most picture, picture a clubhouse almost like your kitchen. Where right. you just go in the morning, you open up your cupboards, like, what do I feel like? Or eh, I feel yeah. like this. Where you got to restock the oh, supply. Yeah, continuously. You know what yes. I mean? Like a salmon run. Just over yeah. and over again, you're restocking that, and right? salad bars and smoothie and, bars. Yeah. And, yeah. and you've got all these personalities with all these specific needs and wants. Yes. And, you know what I mean? And, 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 and how. What is another thing that you think a lot of people don't realize or would never... Um, well, you, you probably wouldn't realize like like how early the players get to a game. You know? Oh, yeah. So think about this. So the game starts at 7 p.m. So Wasn't like, Ichiro notorious for being like the first guy to practice like yeah, Larry Bird style? Yeah, there's yeah. lots of, I mean, yeah. Edgar too, you know. Yeah. Like, um, Moyer, Moyer. Nothing but prepare, yeah. Yeah, super. Nothing but prepare, yeah. There's guys that will come in and they, they call it getting their work in, you know, mm-hmm. get, get their work in. And then, yep. you know, they might be playing Guitar Hero for an hour <laughs> right, or something. Yeah, you know, you, you never know what's yeah. going on, but yeah. This year in the clubhouse, the they, the the coaches were really big on camaraderie. So mm-hmm. they they got a pool table. Mm-hmm. It, we looked like a sports bar in there. We had mm-hmm. we had a pop a shot basketball mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, it was really just a nerf hoop kind of thing. Right. But the, the guys take it serious, and they're, yeah. they're seriously every little competitive game, ping pong, oh, foosball. Yeah. Yeah. We had all that stuff in there, mm-hmm. and. Just all the stuff that these guys do, you know, they're big. A lot of the players are big into fantasy football. Sure, they're and it's ultra funny. competitives. They're oh, alpha competitors yeah, at that, everything. You're right. That that's what 
that's one thing I learned. I, I couldn't figure it out because you get to know these guys and you don't realize like a Cliff Lee. Remember Cliff mm -hmm, Lee, sure. the, the pitcher? Yeah. The guy was one of those people that like he learned to play the guitar in like two days. Oh God, he's and one of those. Yeah, yeah. He, he solved the Rubik's Cube like the first hour. Is that right? He's one of those. Like he, he would do these brain challenges things that I'm just like, oh my wow. God, I'm, I get a headache reading yeah. the question, you know? Yeah. And, and he was so brilliant and he was like he was incredible at archery and mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people don't know Eric Bedard do you remember the scene in, in Forrest Gump when when Forrest Gump was playing ping pong yes, and it was yes. just like skip, skip, yeah, skip, yeah, skip. Yeah. that's that, him Eric, Eric Bedard oh, yeah. natural athletes Eric, yeah. and they're they're so competitive at, yeah. it could be tic-tac-toe it could be those, rock paper scissors those people and these guys are the best on the planet yeah at, that's you know they're great, so competitive that's at a great everything. point uh, Paul and I is like, I can't go into sports bars anymore I can't do it just right. after spending so much time with professional athletes right going yeah. to the sports bars is mind-numbing the conversations are so stupid right <laughs> is is yes. is matt flynn's now my homeboy on right. social media just right. because i went on this tear about how russell wilson is the biggest mistake the seahawks ever made and right. how he was just stick because that was a conversation i heard so often right that i was like once once russell wilson fought his way to who he is now right i was like where's all my matt flynn yeah. fans at right yeah because i was getting into the, my neck veins popping out right. red face screaming at morons and i'm like what am i doing what you am i doing you can't, you can't do it, yeah. right You're and just, there's so it's many never-ending battle never -ending battle of so many stupid conversations and everybody it's because they're an armchair athlete where right. they're like hey i played a year and a half of, of uh, yeah, community played, college ball league, so yeah. i know a little thing or two you know what i mean right? right and what i think what they don't realize is that uh these guys at that level have a have like a mental imbalance that triggers them to be so ultra competitive you will never beat them at no, anything. anything you think whatever you think you're good at they'll beat you at that too you know what yes I mean? there's something so built true in man this, yeah these guys do not it is and it's it, even even the most humble players like like Seth Smith. I mean, you oh, don't hear quiet, a lot about the quiet, quiet ones. You light a fire. Yeah, they you, got a fire in them. You light a fire in that guy. Yep. You know, I mean, the guy's amazing at ping pong. Let's go. And he yeah, will, he will Let's kick your in. ass. Yep. Like, but you have to, like you said, you you got to once you get the fire lit. I mean, yep. it, it could be literally rock paper scissors, and there's, they will go uh, hard at it. You know, there's a famous story. Uh, uh, Jim Valvano was super charming and fun, right? Uh, and so in North Carolina, uh, is about to play the greatest college basketball team of all time. They didn't even belong. They they're they're the worst team in the uh, 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 not SEC. What are they? Um, ACC at right. the time, right? And they're like, uh, um, uh, Th these guys don't belong you know what I mean and they're jokers and he's a super fun guy so all he does is pl clown around with the media and they're like so you guys don't belong he's like we know right. we, you know what I mean like absolutely right, right. And so he's like you're playing the greatest college basketball Akeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler greatest basketball team of all time what are you gonna do he's like what are you gonna do he's like there's no shot clock he's like we're gonna take the ball and we're gonna hold it and they're not gonna see the ball until next Tuesday <laughs> right right. <laughs> right. so the media is all writing this up and they're like oh yeah you know what I mean like you know okay so that's their game plan is like how do you how do you win keep the ball out of Akeem Olajuwon's hands right yeah. so, so, so they map it out and so all the players they tell this story on ESPN and stuff like that. We're like, so we're all 19, 20 year old kids and we're sitting there like, all right, coach said so. That's the plan. So I guess that's what we're going to do, right? So right. they get in the locker room and they're like, all right, so uh, I guess we're just going to, you know, get the plan. And so he's like, he's like, what are you nuts? This is the NCAA championship. You get the ball, you shove it down their throat. Right. We're here to win. <laughs> you, we, we conquered, you know what I mean? Yeah. Every team in our division, we won our championship. Do you feel like you're the best team in the nation? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, you better go and play like that. Elijah Wan's up there. Good. Take it at him. You know what I mean? Like, right. him, get to the perimeter, take out Clyde. You get the ball any chance you run through a brick wall and you put the ball right in the hole right and they're like oh he said we're ready to run through a through war a wall, at that yeah. point you know what i mean that like awesome. they clicked on that thing and clicked in all the warrior mentalities of all those guys like you get out there and you play and they go out there and smash them in the mouth you know what wow, I mean? yeah, right? man, that's so cool Isn't man. that crazy it's this is so real crazy. quick he's another one that uh famous story that uh uh michael jordan i've never been a jordan fan right, right. he's the most 
incredibly competitive person on the planet. There's no, no denying No, that's right? true, yeah. And so the Bulls, like you're saying, you do these camaraderie things. So the Bulls would do these uh, birthday parties at people's, or not, uh, team building parties at people's house in right. the off season where everyone's, the kids are playing in the pool and this yeah, and that. So be, yeah, so get be, together. Right, it's a little get together. So B.J. Armstrong gets a little uh, uh, ping pong table and uh, Michael Jordan's like, what's this? He's like, it's ping pong. You've never seen ping pong? He's like, nah. And so he's just like, how do you play? And he shows him and all the kids are like smacking around Michael Jordan, right? And he's furious. And they're like, dude, Mike, it's kids. Come on, dude. Settle yeah, down. Settle, 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 come, come on, man. Settle down, right? And he's just like furious that these kids are just, you know what I mean? And she's super competitive, like tone it down. They're children. They're just playing for fun, right? He goes on that uh, off season and hires a professional ping pong coach. Of course he does. Yeah, of yes. course he does. <laughs> to learn ping pong. And the next season he's like, 50 bucks game. Every yeah, challenge. Right? Come here. Yeah. I was like, dude, you take the fun out of everything. Yeah, right? I know. Right? It does take the fun exactly. out of it. That's crazy. He's like, and every player, you ask every player, he's like, ask Jordan's kids, who's your favorite player? They're like, B. John Strong. That's a crazy man. We yeah, know that. Yeah. Like, That's crazy. Super fun. That's well, so I just fun. think it's so yeah. exciting that you get to be around that level of fun and yeah. greatness and creativity. And you get to see what really special things that kind of drive and, yeah. and, and how what really kind of character it takes to be at that level. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, and I, you know, just being there for so long, it's different for different guys. But it's definitely one thing I do. I do know that these guys, they have they, to get to this level. You have got to have been the best of the best, almost in every level. Yeah. You know, from Pee Wee on. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, Gil Mesh told me a story that he he threw like four no hitters in little league. You know, yeah. he threw. His dad was the coach, and his dad was a tough coach. And yeah. he's like. He, he like he threw four no hitters in, in a row or something. Yeah. There's some crazy stat, and, and but and, that you know, makes you be like, well, I guess yeah. I better throw five at the next right. level. Yeah. You know what I mean? They it's never enough. Yeah. And that's how they be. And, and you know, some players have told me, teach your kids to, to hit both right handed and left handed mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the guys who the guys who can do that, like, mm-hmm. think how amazing that is. Yeah, and we had that pitcher this year who could throw both both ways. Right. Like, right. That's crazy. Wow, it's so crazy. But yeah. it, so so if you you know, I always tell kids and everybody, you could. You could be one of these. These guys are just regular guys, but they, they have this mindset that mm-hmm. no one could ever stop them or mm-hmm. beat them. I mean, you have you, you have to be on a different level, you know, mentally yep. to get to this level. But it, it's it's such the it's the coolest job ever. You know what I mean? I I was I told the Mariners, you guys, you're gonna have to tell you have to throw me out. I'm not, I'm not quitting. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be here forever. I'm gonna be here 97 <laughs> years. You know, I don't want to be 108 years. Right. We haven't won the World Series. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. bury me under the third. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I, 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 I love being just being a part of Safeco and part of just every day. Every day I get so excited to go to work and work in a really hot, tiny little kitchen for 17 hours, you know. But I, it's so fun because there's players and, and yeah. you know. One day, uh, Joe Montana knocked on my door at the kitchen. You know, you yeah. just don't know who's going to show right, up. Right, exactly. Larry Joe, Montana wants, yeah, yeah. Joe Montana wants a sandwich. Yeah, right? that's exactly what it was. <laughs> right? He wanted us. He was, uh, hey, that's, you, that's amazing. Well, I'll never forget, Matt Hasselbeck knocked on my door and was like, hey, do you know anywhere I can get some food around here? And I was like, you've got to yeah. be kidding me right now. You're in the murder kitchen, yeah. you know. Hasselbeck's and, a joker. I bet he was probably oh, messing totally. with me. Yeah. yeah, he he picked up the phone. I had him call my buddy in Alaska. Yeah. Just because because he did it. He yeah. wanted, I said, yeah. you got to call my friend right now. He's like, sure, let's yeah. call him. <laughs> You know Russell Wilson. Um, he he swings by. You know I I, I kind of let myself. You know I let I just like the other day I happened to be Russell Wilson was down there with Sierra and I just I knew where he was mm-hmm. in the in the stadium so right. I just happened to be dumping my garbage at that time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh Russ, oh, yeah. fancy meeting you here. Come on in, you know. <laughs> but I, I've made him a couple sandwiches. He knows who I am or whatever. Yeah. But it, it, you just you just get to meet and see and interact with people. See the that, real. The you real. get to see the yeah. real. Yeah, and yeah. you get to talk to him and uh, I. I Russell Wilson's first year, you know, that's when he, he signed with Texas, right? And he was a baseball player, mm-hmm, and, every, and mm-hmm. everyone was talking about is he going to do both and everything. Well, he came down to throw out the first pitch, and 
he was cruising around by the locker room and he goes, man, I'd love to t- take the batting, try the batting cage out. And, and I heard him say it. Mm-hmm. He wasn't talking to me. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, well, my key works in the batting cage. Let's go down. And I brought him down there. And then all of a sudden I had a guy, one of the guys fire up the cage. And I'm Russell, sure Wilson, Russell yeah. Wilson's taking batting practice. Yeah. And then Eric Wedge is like, who the heck let him in there right now? And I was like, I don't know. I just saw him <laughs> in here. You know, but, and then all of a sudden the media starts yes. showing up. And then oh. the next day. Here, the, uh, the Seahawks website, Russell Wilson takes batting practice, and I'm in the picture in the background, you know, like, <laughs> nice, I was nice. just like, no way, I'm the one who got him in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just, only good, it's only good for the both franchises. For both, it's yeah, only exactly. good. It's good so, for the fans, it's fun to see. Yeah. I'm, that's, so I'm anyway. pumped for next season. You got me fired up me for too. next season. I, I get pumped. I was at Safeco today, walking around my kitchen, because, you know, I, I am getting older, and it's getting harder to be down there for so many hours, and yeah, yeah, you're yeah. on your, it's, you're a, your it's feet. Physically, it's rugged. It's rugged. Yeah. It's a rugged job, and it's, but it's so hard. You know, I, I, like I've, I've told my family, all right, guys, this is my last year. And then we didn't make the playoffs. I'm like, I got to do one more year. I've been one more in year, yep. one more year in front of about right. five years now. But <laughs> I just, I, I absolutely love baseball. And I, and, and just, just I've, there's a family down there. Mm-hmm. And all the people mm-hmm. who work at Safeco, everybody's so cool. And, and it's just, it's the greatest job. Well, I'll world. help you out. In fact, uh, we got some gifts for you as a guest. No way. Yeah, from our sponsors. No Absolutely. All right. Yeah, What'd I'm gonna got, I'm gonna man? help I'm gonna help you with every shift because I know <laughs> okay. it's a tough job, yeah. right? So we've got uh, Trace Minerals Research, okay. number one uh, Trace Mineral company in the country. This uh, man, this is this is all, all the nutrients you need that you're gonna be burning through. Really? You know okay. what I mean? And, uh, yeah, that is exactly. awesome. Because you know you're you're under the hot lights, you're sweating it out, right? right? Oh, all exactly. the time. This is okay. pure fuel, right? That is this great. Is, uh, well, the holidays are coming, and so a uh, little detox liver, right? Nice. You're gonna be putting your liver through yes. some trials, right? Uh, from uh, Ayurved. And uh, some tea from now. Okay, this is great stuff. This Kenji Kenji Jojima, no caffeine. He would drink so much tea, and he would just it, tell me how much it would just change my life. And it, I, I need to get into exactly some more tea. Europe and Asia. Tea is a normal everyday thing. Everything. You so have whenever, to have it. yeah. So whenever they, every time people see these studies on green tea and stuff like that, they go, "Yeah, I drink green tea. I didn't lose any weight." I go, "You know, you don't understand that those what you're talking about that you read about in some health magazine. Those were clinical trials, hospital settings, in controlled settings of people drinking tea 15 to 30 times a day. Wow. 30, so Kenji Jojima drinking it all day, right? Yep. 30 cups a day, right? And people are like, who drinks 30? cups a day i'm like asians do asians do europeans yeah. you know what and that's saying? where they're living to be exactly 120 it seems stuff, like yeah. a lot to you it ain't does that's that make not, sense it's changing no, that perspective it's just changing right? the perspective you're exactly. right exactly well this has been a this blast i'm so, so so glad to have you here thank it's you so fun. much absolutely the studio is amazing everything you guys are awesome thank you so much for for even having me and I appreciate yeah it. and let's uh we'll put it on the website too but uh, t- uh your catering company talk yeah, about it. yeah ca- so catering business so one quick thing when, when i when I got hired with the Mariners, you know, I would just work from July till the season was ended. And then I was like, oh, heck, I need a job. And, <laughs> you know, during the off season. So I decided to open my own catering business. And uh, we're, we're, it's known as Rain City Catering. Mm-hmm. And I opened it with my, great you know, yeah, my, yeah, Rain City, man, yeah. from the Rain City. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's uh, you can go to the website, raincitycatering.com. And we, we cater weddings. We're all over the city. We, uh, we have a 10,000 square foot venue down in Renton. The oh, Renton, okay. Renton Pavilion Event yeah, Center. Yeah, yeah. And Beautiful. you know we're we're catering all over the city, but we would like to do our events there as well. I'm doing a big one tomorrow at Safeco, so we do trade shows, weddings, and, and in fact, this is a cool part. The Mariners, the Mariners, you know, they have a hookup with their own catering, you know, through their company that, that mm-hmm. works at the stadium. But 
they called us to do their Christmas party right. for all the front office. So yeah, yeah. that's like three, four hundred people. So yeah. that should be Oof, fun. Massive. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. So give us a call or Absolutely. just give me a call and we'll talk Mariners. Yeah. <laughs> that alone, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Just, just, just send me an email. Holiday time. Are you hiring? Yeah. Actually, we will be are hiring. Okay, yeah. Perfect. We're, we're yeah. looking for servers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just go to Chef Jeremy at raincitycatering.com. Okay, cool. Yeah. And we'll put on the website. And, yeah. That'd yeah. be great. We could use the help. Yeah. For, the, for holidays. For <laughs> yeah. Sure. We could all use the help for the holidays. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Chef Brian, it was a blast. Thanks a lot. You bet. Really appreciate Thanks it. Soon. Wasn't that an outstanding episode? I, I had a blast. Uh, I know Chef Brian had a blast, and we're linking up with him again soon, very soon. Actually, when Game of Thrones comes out, we're going to be watching <laughs> we're gonna be watching Game of Thrones together. Uh, we have a little uh, a ritual that we do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. It was, it was such a fun one to do, and, uh, and just really brought back some, some memories and moments in my life that I didn't, uh, that, that he was directly part of, that, uh, that I got to uh, live and witness with him. Uh, and also, uh, thank you to all of our sponsors. Be, uh, uh, check us out on, at the website, www.everythingyou.com. Sign up to become a member. It's a dollar a month, and from becoming a member, you immediately get discounts from all of our sponsors. Emptiness, Amino Complete RX, Baxel for your joints, for your body, for your digestive tract. Uh, buy all three. It'll help us tremendously. It'll keep us going. And more importantly, it'll keep you going. Uh, help get your life together. These are three tremendous products that I guarantee you will make an impact on your life. It's just, um, it's just any, any small change, you got you to gotta begin. You got to be somewhere. You got to be given at some square one. So thank you so much. Uh, Paul and I are actually going to be uh, traveling on the road. So we're going to be taking the next couple weeks off. In the meantime, I encourage you to listen to our backlog of episodes. We have so many exciting guests for a lot of people I know finding the episode for the first time. Uh, I'm sorry, finding the podcast for the first time. Uh, so we'll be off for a couple weeks and that'll give you a chance to kind of uh, reload and look at our past episodes and kind of see who we've talked to and what we've done. Uh, we're proud of all of them uh, and we're very excited to share those guests with you. And for those of you that found us through the animation, keep sharing it. Subscribe. We got more exciting co- content coming up on our uh, on our YouTube channel and more silly, funny things like that. And uh, thank you so much for supporting and thank you and welcome. And uh, take care of yourself. Peace. Everything you know is wrong should be listened to for entertainment purposes only. Although some guests on the show are medical doctors, most are not, and the host is barely even a person. Nothing you hear on this podcast or read on our website should be considered medical advice. Consult your doctor and use common sense before doing anything you might think have a lasting effect on your body, mind, or spirit.